Hello everybody, welcome back to the Game Forecast, our little weekly podcast where we get together and just chat about what we've been playing and any news we found interesting. My name is Josh, aka Bottlerworks, and I'm here with Olive Meister Will. Hello. And Matt Tomatosaurs. Hello. Sam is not here right now. He may or may not be here in like an hour or so. He's been held up on his trains getting back from work, which sucks. As someone that used to commute by train a lot, it's horrible when you just want to get home and it's all cancelled. So he might turn up, he might not. We'll see. We'll see what happens in a bit. But uh yeah, um guest here back again, Matt. Do you wanna start off straight with you? What have you been playing at the minute? So I've been playing something kind of cool. I don't know, have you told Will what I've played? I haven't, no, and I, I love that this is your game. Okay. okay. Well so Will. I've played a game this week that came out eight years ago. I don't know if that's enough for you to give give you a clue of what it might be. Yeah, only, like, only three games came so, out about eight years ago. It's so. a game that I know you've played as well. <laughs> 2015 games. Uh... All right, well, Fallout or Rocket League, Metal Gear, or Bloodborne? It is one of those games. Is, uh, if I had to <laughs> guess then, I'm going to go with Bloodborne. It was Bloodborne, yes. I played Bloodborne this week for the first time. This well. is why you're so good at those fucking guess the game things where it's like <laughs> higher, lower. It's It came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was always doing, just Googling the answers. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, secret. I have it. Yeah, I have it on the other monitor. I have Erin um, in the other room and I'm like, is it Bloodborne? And then she's just... <laughs> And yeah. then, oh, I'm Bloodborne, yeah, yeah. Give you a thumbs up. <laughs> She's doing the, uh, who wants to be a millionaire cheater? <laughs> like, who wants to be a millionaire joke? Yeah, yeah. Never been more relevant in 2023. <laughs> but yeah, Bloodborne is, so again, uh, just to preface, From Software is probably my favorite game developer full stop at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other dev that I would be like, yeah, I like all of their games, right? And Bloodborne is a game that I've loved for ages, but for the longest time, didn't have access to a PS4. And when I had friends that did have a PS4 that could go in their house and play it, it was basically Sam, and Sam was not, like, super big into Bloodborne. So I'd yeah. go around his and play, like, Persona and Final Fantasy XV. I'd get my hands on those, but could not play Bloodborne. Then a little while ago, Steve bought Bloodborne. And I was like, oh, I'll play it at some point. But it's, yeah, the, the PS4 set up in the living room. I don't yeah. really want to be playing in there. I'd rather be at the PC. Mm-hmm. But I finally was like, all right, I'm going to play it. Because people have been playing, obviously, Lies of P came out. That was heavily Bloodborne inspired. Yeah. Then Lords of the Fallen as well. And I'm like, oh, I'm really in the mood for a Souls-like. So we decided that why not, instead of playing Souls-like, we'll play an actual Soulsborne game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we went for this. And it was good all right i'm gonna say that so, <laughs> so go, going in right i did know some stuff right so i played the demo egx so i played like yarnum up to cleric beast yeah, yeah. and I, I played through that demo three times and all three or two times it bugged and cleric beast was invisible i remember that i was i, I was I there back it. in back in the day at the egx demo mm. Was, and it was just yeah. it was annoying. So I was like, I don't go to fight the boss. And then the third time was right, right, right at the end of the day. And they were like, right, we're closing up. You, you can't fight the boss. And I was like, no, I'm so close. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've gone through this three times to fight this boss. 
No, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so so that, that was the experience I'd had playing it, right? So the things I knew about it, so I'd watched a lot of PvP when it first came out, because I was a big, like, Souls PvPer, so I was like, you know, Bloodborne comes out, all, all my favourite, like, streamers are playing it, are streaming the PvP. So I knew pretty much all the weapons, like, all the trick weapons. Like, I knew about, you know, there was a big two-handed sword, I knew there was, like, a Kirk hammer, big mace-looking yeah, thing. Yeah, this game's got all the funky mm. weapons that transform and stuff, don't they? Like yeah, the, yeah. The big pizza cutters I, and all that weird like a, shit. a sword that turns into a gun. Uh, there was like a giant cannon you can have on your arm. And then there were like all the hunter's tools, which was kind of like this game's version of magic. And they used bullets to use. There was like a, like a special dash. There's one where like tentacles come out of your arm and attack yeah. people. And I there, forgot I, about I, I knew, a lot of this, stuff. yeah. Um, so I knew, I knew that. And then I knew some of the bosses, right? I knew which ones. I knew Cleric Beast, uh, Father Gascoigne, a man who had a cage on his head that ran around a lot. Nicolash. Uh, <laughs> Maria, the she looks yeah. like a like a pirate. Yeah, <laughs> the, the DLC. Oh, the DLC, DLC one. Yeah. Yeah. I knew about Orphan because it's meant to be really, really hard. I knew about German, and I knew about the Moon Monster. And by extension, I knew as well that you needed to get three umbilical cords to get the final boss. Oh, yeah, the bullshit uh, umbilical cord stuff. Yeah, I remember all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah. that, that was everything I knew going in. So I didn't know any of the map layouts. I didn't know any bosses beyond those. I didn't know anything else. But that, that's quite a lot of information going in. So this wasn't like a, a blind... Well, for, for someone that loves Souls games, it's probably about as blind as you're going to get <laughs> going, yeah, going yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I'm so actually shocked that you've not played this. I'm, ama like, I'm amazed. I, I no thought, yeah, I thought you'd played this already as well. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, the opportunity just hadn't come up. Like we didn't, I physically did not have access to both yeah. Bloodborne and a console that could play Bloodborne at the same time until less than a year ago, probably. Mm -hmm. And then it's just, you know, I was just kind of waiting for it. And now, now it's now we've got our hands on it. But I was a little bit taken aback when I booted this up, you know, because the character creator felt like it was straight out of Dark Souls One. Yeah, like it was not Dark Souls Two. It wasn't Dark Souls Three. It was it was Dark Souls One. Which was very strange to me because I was like, "This came out after Dark Souls 2. Was this so before? Why... Was this before Dark Souls Three? Yeah, this is. This yeah. came out between two and three. Right. Okay. But it was it was very jarring to see like the old, because right, and then the other big thing, obviously, because again, you're in character creation. The character model looks like shit. <laughs> like I know it's eight years old now, but Jesus, it looks again straight out of like Dark Souls One. But again, once you put a set of clothing on, once you put like armor on. And you're moving around, it looks fine. It looks perfectly fine. Right? Yeah. It looks almost good, straight up. But when like you stop and zoom in, I'm like, damn, these guys are ugly as hell. These models are terrible. Well that I'd I'd argue that's carried on all the way to Yeah, i like even Elden Ring is not a looker. I don't even character. think about character creation in these games because I just feel like yeah, as soon as I start, I'm gonna put on some weird ass armor and I'm never gonna see this dude ever again. Uh, yeah, I whack a night helmet on him and I just never <laughs> yeah. see him for a hundred hours. Yeah. yeah. I I spend a lot of time like crafting the faces. Like <laughs> no, in Elden Ring. Ain't got well, time like, for that, no way. Yeah, like, no. Soul, <laughs> to kill me. <laughs> From software games, graphically, I feel like are always a step behind, like where everyone else is at. Like they're yes. not like way further back, but they're like they they like make up. They have a really strong sense of style, which makes up for like if you look at any one texture, you're, you're just sort of like ooh. That's another thing. You go into like the cutscenes, and Jesus, the hair was so. <laughs> yeah. Right. I remember this. I remember this one, uh, Bloodborne specifically. They were obsessed with like flappy shit on everything. Yeah. 
Like that was, oh, that's my yeah. big impression. That was, like everything has a million little strands of something flying off it. Like PS4 was all like flappy bits, and then yeah, going into yeah. current gen, it's all shitload of particles. I'm fucking particle, yeah. particles yes. everywhere. Well, yeah, it's funny yeah. as well because when I look at like Square Enix games, or I guess specifically the Final Fantasy titles, they made their Lumina engine, and I guess to a certain extent when they started using Unreal. Their hair looks fantastic on their characters, yeah. right? It looks yeah. like if, if there's one thing people I think can't really argue, it's that Final Fantasy does the best video game hair, which is a really <laughs> weird like trophy to have. But it's weird. It's it's, so it's it's like PS3 kind of era Final Fantasy hair. I remember being um like really floofy. It was like <laughs> it, it always felt like it was just always so like yeah. puffy, like cotton candy. Or something. Yeah. Well, there was that. There was also that era. I don't think it was PS. No, it might have been the PS3 360 era where hair was like it wasn't so much hair as like a bunch of snakes trying to escape from the, the <laughs> yeah. person's head. And I feel like yeah. that we all just we all went through that phase. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was the weird transitional period between hair just being like uh, a polygonal mesh with a texture on it to yeah individual strands of hair and it was then, like, yeah it was like we can we can make it move and it's like yeah but yeah but should you like <laughs> yeah, yeah we, <laughs> we, can, we can but we can render about 50 hairs at once <laughs> yeah. for the whole head yeah. <laughs> how are we gonna yeah, do this yeah. <laughs> everything being flappy i think was a good thing adding in all of that makes it feel a little bit more real i guess yeah so that did that did make it feel good and obviously that went forward i think every game after i think bubble i think <laughs> dark souls 2 onwards all had like the flappy physics yeah and everything yeah um anyway so i went in made, made my character i can't i think i picked like lone fighter or something because again the starting classes in this game just feel so obtuse they were just yeah. like yeah this this is just guy this is other guy but it has different starting equipment either right it was all just different stat allocation um yeah it, it was weird just from the get-go it felt like it wanted to have all the RPG stuff in it, but it didn't want to be an RPG, which was a bit it, odd. It almost felt like they felt obligated to keep all that stuff in, even though it doesn't really, it, it doesn't really matter. It's like that was like a halfway point to Sekiro, right, where they were just like, yeah. we don't, you know, we don't have to put RPG stuff in our action games. We don't. I, have to. I, yeah, I felt that playing Lies of P, where as I was playing yeah. it, and then I go to level up. And there's like six or seven different stats to put points into, and it's just like, ah, oh, like, is like, <laughs> do I have to? Can I, can I not just yeah. like level up and get a little bit stronger in all regards yeah. and just play the game? Especially where you will have the choice in these games is always like strength, dexterity, or magic, right? And it's like, yeah. well, I'm I'm gonna pick one of those, and I'm just going to dump stats into that stat yeah so yeah what, what i'm not even making a choice here am i really it's like well, i've got the strength weapon so i'm just gonna and that, strength, and, and that and kind it. of yeah and that kind of annoys me as well so it's like derail it but again it's like lies of p where it's like there are all these cool weapons and different weapons and yeah i think there's three different stats for three different types of weapons in that game and i get like a cool new weapon and it's like well it's not as strong and you can't really use it because you're not built for it and it's like well yeah w why like, yeah. <laughs> well, just yeah, just let yeah. me change. Like, it's a fucking. It's like yeah. a single player game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, sorry. It's, yeah. it's a weird <laughs> like balancing act, right? But for, for Bloodborne specifically, the reason. So, if you want to do build diversity, right? You have all the different trick weapons, 
So like, if I want to do another run of Bloodborne, I can just pick a different weapon and go with that, and I feel like I'll have a different build. Right? Yeah. Like instead of doing, because I did um the what was it the saw cleaver the entire way through. Yeah. Um, but if I wanted to, I could do like the tentacle build, or I could do the tontonitis, whatever the thing was called, like electric orb on a stick. That when your ears thing. ring. No, that's tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, the stats felt a little bit superfluous to me in this game specifically. Again, in I think I still really like them in Dark Souls. I liked them in Elden Ring. I just mm. it felt like why they didn't feel like they were necessary here. Well, this game is um, um it's, it's combat's very different, isn't it? It's very like aggressive compared yes. to you don't get shields in this game if i remember compared to like uh, Dark you do, Souls but games. It's, it's a meme item like it's not a real right shield. okay yeah you, you yeah. can block like one hit and instantly get staggered but yeah, dark <laughs> souls is about timing things right it's about parrying it's about uh having your shield up like take the hit dodge the attack and then because you have a shield it almost pushes you in a direction of play passively keep your health up you know, get out of there, heal up, go back in when you're ready. Yeah. Bloodborne is like, well, you're going to heal when you hit the enemy. So you get hit. My first instinct is to hit him back as hard as I can. I keep yeah. hitting him again yeah. and again and again to heal all the damage I just took, which again leads to just feeling more aggressive, as well as the fact that you don't have a roll when you're locked on. You have like a little dash, which is really, really good for like oh, just I forgot dashing that. attack. Yeah. Feels yeah. really yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, we, so we, we picked our character, got in. And then there was like a dog inside of a like a clinic area. Yeah. And it was very, very easy to kill, is what mm -hmm. I took my takeaway from it. It staggered on every single hit. <laughs> so I walked up to it, I slapped it for like whatever, like two damage or whatever it was, just again and again and again and again. And then my stamina got low and I took a few steps back and then he lunged forward and I dodged it and then I slapped him again and I repeated that until he was dead. And I was like, okay, uh... <laughs> Not the most riveting first encounter, but that's, that's kind of whatever. <laughs> so then, what was it? I went for a bit of a walk, uh, found a lever, pulled it. Then there's a guy with a torch and like an axe, and he kept trying to mess with me. So I slapped him a few times when he has way too much health for me to actually kill. Gave him the runaround, climbed the ladder, used a lantern, and then went to the dream. And that's, yeah. I think, like when the game like starts, right? So I, it was like, which, which of your starting Pokemon do you want? It was like, here's your Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle. So I took the Saw Cleaver. I could have taken the what, hunter's axe or the sword cane. Yeah. Oh, the sword yep. cane. I remember that. I was like, I, I want the sword cleaver. The sword cleaver is the coolest. It's like from the, the box, right? Like Bloodborne Man has the sword cleaver. So I kind of I want to try that one out. Because the other ones, like the sword cane, I think would have been my second choice. The axe, I think, looked like the most boring. Because it's just, it's just an axe. And Straight when, you, when you swap it around, it's just it's a bigger axe. And I was like, yeah, that's neat. It's just not what I'm really looking for. Um, but yeah, the, the dream was, was neat and all right. So then wandered around for a bit, accidentally rolled through some boxes and fell like <laughs> just into like a point of no return. And I was like, I'm in a sewer now. And I had no idea what the hell was going on or where to go. Wait, did you, bug, did you bug out or did you? Was that no, part no, it, was, of it, was a, it was just part of the level design. There was like a, a point of no return where you just like drop down. But it was behind like destructible boxes. So I didn't realize it was there. Oh, I think I vaguely remember this actually. Like down an alleyway. Mm. In the like yeah, town yeah, yeah. kind of between, area. Like, yeah, between two buildings, just down an alley, just rolled through it, fell yeah. straight down, and then immediately found the hunter set, which was again Bloodborne Man's armor from the box. That's, yeah, yeah. And That's I was John like, Bloodborne. So I was then I was sat there as, <laughs> you know, as you say, John Bloodborne, with me saw cleaver. I got my pistol. I've got my my hunter set out. I was like, okay, 
we're gaming now. Yeah, time to complete the game, yeah. <laughs> so then walked off to, and eventually found Claret Beast, because like, I knew where it was, right? I'd already done a lot of this area before. Mm. And went in and beat it up pretty easily. So one thing I will say is he did, like, spam grab me. It almost felt like I was playing against, like, a Zangief player, right? He just kept command grabbing me again and again and again. And I was like, could you just not? <laughs> Please after stop. He'd, after he'd finished that, I then just kind of killed him in one attempt, and I was a bit like, okay, this was like a good introductory boss. It had mechanics. This is fine, right? It wasn't anything crazy. Obviously, I've already played all the other Dark Souls games, so I wasn't expecting it to be like, oh, crazy, crazy hard. Uh, but it was kind of a little bit weird, because then after I beat it, there was nowhere to go, right? Like, I was like, oh, this door behind him is going to open up. Nope. Just dead end. I was like... Why is there a dead end behind this boss? This is not normal. Usually in a Souls game, if you beat up a boss and there's a dead end, it's because that was like one of the big bats. Like yeah, a, or like you, a bonus. Or, or you, a pull a, boss, you pull a lever yeah. or something, and then that, that's like a main game objective or something, yeah. Yeah, so it was very strange to me. So then, you know, I wandered around for a bit more, and eventually I found Gascoigne. Oh, he's and a cool boss. Father, Father, yeah, he was, I think, my favorite boss in the entire game. Yeah. He, it was, he was aggressive. It felt really cool. It felt like that's what I wanted Bloodborne to be. It was very much back and forth, trading blows. He was being hyper-aggressive, so I was trying to be hyper-aggressive in response. Uh, we were both trying to like shoot each other to get like the parries off. And it just felt really, really like high-octane. I think it's a and lot of people's favorite boss, that one. I, just, I wanted yeah, every yeah. boss to be like that. Like not, not actually every boss, because you've got a little bit of diversity. But I wanted that to be like the standard going forward. So what was your least favorite that you remember? Oh, sorry. All right. Jumping ahead quite a lot here, right? We got a lot of <laughs> bosses in this feel very gimmicky. Like, I feel like um, the ratio of gimmick to non-gimmick boss was too high in this game. I don't remember, if I'm going to be purely honest. It's just been so long. So I played on the, launch. There was, like, there was the, the only... Witch of Hemwick. Yeah, the only big like ones. The... the Witches, the three snake dudes. Yeah, the Shadows of Yarnum. Lo uh, Lawrence at the end is a bit gimmicky. Uh... Which one was Lawrence? Is the, this the, in the is, DLC. Is this the, the game where one of the bosses is a guy that you just chase through a corridor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mikolash, fuck. Uh, yeah, Mikolash, yeah. yeah. The there was also yeah. Rom, the, the, the spider guy. Oh, yeah. He also felt kind of gimmicky. It was just kind of teleporting around, AoE spamming and summoning shitloads of spiders. I, I feel like I had more patience for the gimmicky bosses in this game versus, like, other Souls games because... It was always something different, and it always felt very like it, 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 it like feeds into like the weirdness of the back half of Bloodborne, where everything just takes a hard right turn into like cosmic horror, and it's like, yeah. why am I fighting a giant spider on a, a, a walking lake on of, a lake, lake in of a, milk, in a different dimension, in a completely <laughs> di yeah, in like the shadow moon. realm, yeah, with the moon hanging, and it's like, it's like I get yeah, that boss isn't super engaging, but like the spectacle of it and kind of. The like law behind it. I was like, oh, I'm so in. I, I gotta fuck this spider. Well, up. At, the, at the time, they had only been making Dark Souls, right? Like, I yeah. know at this point we've got like Elden Ring and Sekiro and blah blah blah. blah but like at the time, it was like, oh shit, it's not a Dark Souls. After Dark yeah, Souls one and yeah. Dark Souls two, here's this weird, obviously a Souls game, but exclusive to PlayStation. Did different game. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and I think that if they're ever gonna get kind of weird with it like you're saying this was probably a good place to do it right as opposed to confusing everyone in dark souls 
mainline with a bunch of weird shit. I don't, I don't know, yeah. Well, you get, you get what like, I mean. Yeah. Very still weird shit. Like, more weird shit than a lot of the other games. <laughs> it worked yeah. in its favour. It was really cool, right? Uh, but we killed Gascoigne on the second attempt. So we did die to him. Uh, then explored for a bit, found the church, and then it was like, it's like a hub area where you can send people, right? Mm-hmm. And I also found the cleric, not cleric, the clinic back at the start, right? Mm-hmm. And I found a little girl, because this is another mechanic, right, where you can like talk to people at their doors or at their windows, and they oh, yeah. it's also repeated in Lies of P, because I think I did that in Lies of P, and a woman asked me to go find like a child or something. Yeah, it's very, very Lies, bloodborne. Yeah, it's very yeah, bloodborne, yeah. <laughs> so I told the little girl to go to the clinic, and then I went back to the clinic, and then the woman there was maniacally laughing and gave me like a potion or something, and I was like, I don't think that little girl's alive anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I just, from that point on, I was like, everyone's going to the church. No one else is going to the clinic because that will probably stop quests. And I would like to try and do quests if I can. Uh, so again, wandered around, found old Yarnum, and there was that guy on top of a building with like a Gatling gun. Yeah. I remember him, and yeah. That was that the first, was that was the first of many, because they, they, now they've done one of these in like every area where it's like something way far away is harassing you. And you have to do like a regular Dark Souls level, except also something is shooting you from miles away and trying yeah, to kill you. He's just like, a sniper on a ledge. Yeah, what was it? Like, it was like the archers in Dark Souls Three. There was like the in the DLC. There was those angels that would shoot you and stuff like that. And that, and I, I like, I like that. Yeah, I like, I that really like that. The bloody Dark Souls One. The Dark Souls One. The Silver Knights with the giant, like, ridiculous, like, tree trunk arrows. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. even a bit in Lies of P where I remember going. I was going up. I was climbing up this building, yeah, going like... along some rafters, and there's these big, like, fat zombie ladies that sling yeah. slime at you. And it's like, okay, cool. Go along this thin beam and <laughs> dodge these cogs that are spinning. Also, this lady's throwing shit at you. And if you block it, you get knocked off. So it's like, okay, yeah. you have to roll it. I'm like, oh. Also, there's literal cannons in the towers in that, that game. That as well, too. yeah. And I, whenever I, now, whenever I walk into it, I'm like, I'm like oh, they're doing a Bloodborne. It's, it's doing a thing. Something's shooting at me. It's great. <laughs> so, you know, ironically, the guy up there on his Gatling gun killed me twice. And I had to do the, the run back like twice and mm. got him on the third try. But he, I've actually found harder than like Gascoigne, right? It's just a dude, like not even a boss. Yeah, they do that a lot with the just random NPC hunters in that game, where like they're the, they're actually the hardest bosses in the game. They have so much health. Is it fun? Yeah. Do you do you guys find that stuff specifically fun? I'm kind of torn on it because it's like always interesting the first time, but then when I I've, think when I've been knocked off the ledge like ten times, I'm like I kind of just sick of this cheese. Oh the, well, that guy specifically, yeah, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> or just just but... like like what we were describing then, like every like the snipers in every game. Like, do we do we like that? Depends if they. Uh, I think it it depends because it's. I think they want to find a way to break up the like. You edge forward ten feet. One guy aggro. I guess. Kill yeah. him, edge forward ten feet, and it's like no. With this, it's like you have to make the choice. Are you pulling things back to safety, but that's going to take longer? Are you going to rush ahead to try and dodge the bullets? And I I really like that kind of stuff. It's also, like it's very satisfying. The pressure on you. I think to beat when something's like being an actual bastard to you, and you're like, man, the game is just being a. Fucking yeah. fuck this game! But then when yeah. you overcome it, you're like, oh yeah, I fucking I did it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Game. and they all and they never like respawn those asshole guys, do they? It's like you kill yeah. him once, and then if you want to go back and explore without being shot in the back the entire time, you can totally do that. Well, like speaking that. of that as well, in this game, whenever you run into like just a hunter, like another almost 
like a player NPC, I guess. They're like they're other guys like you. They have guns, they have trick weapons. And if you kill them once, they never respawn. Yeah, yeah. And again, some of them, I was like, these are harder than some bosses. Why do they have so much HP? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, basically, of... they basically are bosses just outside of arenas. <laughs> yeah, <'cause> yeah, effectively. <laughs> Speaking of bosses, after wandering around down there for a bit, we found Bloodstar Beast, and I managed to take him out in one go. I still don't know what he does. I ran in, I swung at him, I would then like roll to the side, and then I'd get a more, couple more hits in. And then I'd roll to the side and get a couple more hits in. <laughs> and I, I literally don't know what his mechanics are. Just I completely just punked in and him. killed him. Which Did you... was, again, it was a little bit disappointing because I was kind of like hoping for a bit of challenge, I guess, at this point. But again, it's still kind of early days, right? Well, I think I would guess at this point you've played, you've played everything since. You've played Sekiro, you've played Elden Ring. Yeah. I feel so, like I think that's you can't thing. go back, you know? Yeah. I, I guess that's the thing, because I found in Elden Ring, there were like about three bosses that I really struggled with. Like there were two bosses straight up that I took like an hour to beat. Mm -hmm. And with Sekiro, the game was pretty simple most of the way through until I got to the very, very final boss. And then I literally spent like six hours killing that guy. And I was kind of like thinking about that and being like, oh, man, when am I going to get stuck in this game? I was like, oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. You know, the the Melania or the uh, what's his name from Sekiro? Or well, the the, the DLC called. boss Maria is supposed to be that for this game, right? Uh, well, spoiler alert: I beat her in one go without okay. even using all my healing. Because <laughs> she has she has like three phases. Is that right? She did the first phase two. is kind of her normal, the and then she starts like using like blood mist attacks, like her weapons her attacks like go way way further. Because I, I yeah I th I thought she was supposed to be I I've I've played the base game I've not played the DLC I thought she was supposed to be the old the oh shit roadblock for a lot of people is that well, wrong? I was hoping she was gonna be well I I don't know like again I am not uh like your, your typical player I I was like Will said I've played all of the games up to this point I've played them all multiple times the yeah. only one I haven't finished more than once is Sekiro and that's because I didn't really see much replayability in it no that's fair yeah. It's a good game, um, but yeah, you don't need to play it. Yeah, Elden Ring, I've played through like four or five times. Dark yeah. Souls 1, I've played through 20 plus times. But that, that's what I mean. And I mean, I'm going to talk about Lords of Fallen in a minute, which has a similar problem where it's like, if you go back, it's, it's like these games are getting sequentially more complicated as you go on to the point where some bosses in Elden Ring, it's like, what, you know, you compare Elden Ring's like uh, Margit to. Who's the first boss in Souls? Uh, the Asylum Demon, right? Like mm. how laughably night and day is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Like I never Asylum thought about Demon, that. You yeah. can beat by like rolling like three times. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't know what to do. And like Margit's like a like a, like a wall for a lot of people because he just has so many mechanics and multiple. Yeah, Margit's like I'm attacking yeah. fast now. I'm attacking slow now. I'm pretending to attack and delaying and then attacking yeah. and now I'm jumping. Yeah, and, and it's like oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. got like projectiles. <laughs> he's got melee. He's got like un unavoidable stuff. And it's like, and you look at the first boss in Dark Souls One. <laughs> it's like he's gonna try and hit you with his hammer. If you cannot get hit by his hammer, you've beaten that guy. The, 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 the first boss in Dark Souls Six. If you look at it funny, it just kills you. <laughs> it just it's, it's like an Ender Man from Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> another point as to why people started being like oh you know dark souls is easy like especially at like the older ones and that's because yeah. they kind of are compared to elden ring compared to sekiro i'm like yeah. 
no, these are easy now because, again, they were hard when we first did them and we didn't really understand how the games worked. Yeah. But now you're like, well, yeah, but Elden Ring, like, like you said, Margot compared to like most of the bosses in Dark Souls 1. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like Margit could be an endgame boss in Dark Souls 1. Yeah, yeah. Well, as yeah. time passes, the average gamer just gets better, right? Just the baseline yeah. of what people are good at is it just gets way better. It's like, you know, FPSs from ages ago on controller where people are like, what the fuck, using two analog sticks? That's ridiculous. Yeah. And now, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. now you see like videos of people doing the craziest shit on console in Call yeah. of Duty. It's just... And that's not the average, obviously, but people get more accustomed to what the average game is and they just like, mm. adapt, I guess, is what I'm trying mm. to say. Well, I guess I'll, I'll speed run through a lot of the rest <laughs> yeah. of what I did on this because we don't want to just go through like every little thing. Only got two hours, Matt. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we found Vicar Amelia inside the big church, beat that in one go, still don't know what her mechanics were, felt very similar to um, the blood blood-starved beast where it was just kind of a big thing it was just kind of aoing in front of it i just didn't stand in front of it hit it in the side and it died then i ran into a guy who had like a sack on his back and he was harder than any of the bosses i'd fought so far he killed me in two hits hell yeah and then kidnapped me and took me to a different place hell yeah, yeah. yeah. oh i love it so i thought that was really really cool like that was just such a cool mechanic sack man um then cleared out all of that <laughs> got to the end of it and there was another boss called dark beast pal and again, yeah. I beat him in one go. I actually did learn his mechanics. He had a lot of electricity stuff, and I had to like yeah, dodge he's stuff a bit. And... Yeah, he's a bit of. He's one of those bosses where you just get there, you beat him, and it's like nothing really happens, and you're like, yeah. Oh, then okay. there's a just giant double door behind him, swings open, and it's like, congratulations, you're in Lower Yarnum, that area you've already cleared. And I was like, yeah, amazing. What, what is this shortcut done for me? This isn't even a shortcut. There's no ever reason. <laughs> no, it's world building. It. It's world building. Yeah, very, yeah. very strange. Then we got. The password from the cutscene went back to because we'd already found a door where a guy was like, "What's the password?" So we did that, got into Snake Town, then fought the Witches of Hemwick, which again was a very very easy gimmick boss. It was just kill them, they teleport around, they don't even attack I remember you, them, they summon yeah. little lads. Then Shadow of Yarnum again did that in one shot, just three dudes and like one of them's ranged, and you just kind of stand behind a gravestone and just hack the other two to death and they don't have much health so they went down very easily then what was after that rom rom right the spider boss legit one of the hardest bosses in the game for me i died to it three times is it like mm. aoe right because he's surrounded by tons of little spiders yeah, yeah you is. don't you have to make the choice of like ad clear or fight him and he keeps teleporting away as well yeah twice i went for ad clear uh not not the strat at least not for me uh, then the third time, he just I got near him and he did like an AOE blast, and then I got up and then he did it again, and then I got up and he did it again, and I got up and he did it again, and I was like, "Could you stop spamming? Like <laughs> it's like you're playing Street Fighter against like a Ryu player who's just doing nothing but Hadoukening, and you're just like, let me just get across the stage, please." Anyway, I eventually got that down. Like I said, that that so far is the hardest boss for me. Um, then ended up in like a school. Mm hmm. Then there were like two different doors, both led to like different areas. One took me to a nightmare area, and I had to fight Amygdala, which had so much HP. Again, managed to beat it in one go, but my attacks were doing next to nothing to this thing. It just was like a bit of a slog to kill it. I don't mm -hmm. know if there was like a gimmick I was supposed to do, or like, because it felt like it had too much HP. Like, it felt like yeah. I'm missing something. You know, like when you're fighting, um, I don't know, like maybe the iron 
giant and you're supposed to like knock it over that's kind of the gimmick oh yeah 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 oh, i was I like yeah, is, I is that, there yeah. something i'm missing here that i'm supposed to be doing i, I did it the, the long grueling way if, the, if there was a faster way to do i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you just to start like you know start putting a bow on it compared to every single souls game that exists where does this rate in your personal rankings like where do you now that you've finished this and you've played all the other ones to death where does uh, where does it sit for you it's a very difficult one because aesthetically i think it's one of the best yeah mm -hmm. i think it's got a lot of style that a lot of the other games don't uh replayability i'm not sure if there's as much there and replayability is always a big thing for me in souls games because i love replaying them a ton as you know as you probably gathered for the way i've been speaking about them uh and i like the idea i go through and play completely different builds which is why i really like the rpg versions because i can play those different magic builds i can try all the different weapons out yeah uh again for me the biggest disappointment was just the difficulty but again, I don't know if that's the game's fault or just the fact that I hadn't played it. Yet. I think, like, yeah, I, I think you probably, I think you probably just like you just too good at these games. Like you just cranked the genre. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like we'll talk it's, about it in a bit. But it's like it's like when I played Mario Wonder, it's like I think the difficulty's really good in that game, but I just completely soared through it because I've just cracked that genre. Right? It's just yeah, like playing platformers for thirty years at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. I remember watching you play um, Super Mario Maker, and I was like, "Damn, yeah. Josh is so much better at this than I am." Like night and day difference. Yeah, there's an, there's there's, there's an alternate way. path for me in life where I became like a Mario speedrunner. It's not even. <laughs> it was so close to that at one point. It's still there, Josh. <laughs> no, there. don't don't because I'll do it. <laughs> the off roads to the Mario speedrunner career. So so just to like to tie this up, then I yeah. then got to the point. I beat Margot's wetness. And again, the first attempt, he went into the Shadow Realm and I was like, this is really sick. Is the rest of this fight, I've got like dodge clones and stuff. No, that only lasted for like 20 seconds. And it went back to normal. Yeah, it was really easy. Yeah. Then I was like, the, the place is on fire. And I'm like, I've seen this before. This means I'm at the end of the game. And I was like, I've got a summons to a, a castle, Kanehurst, but I didn't know how to do it. So I actually ended up Googling, like, how the fuck do I get there? Because I read the, the item description. It was like, go to this area. And it's in, in this area is how you go there. So I ran around the area for like 20 minutes. Couldn't find fuck all. Ended up Googling it. There's like a spot you just have to go stand in and then it will like teleport you. Yeah, yeah by the cart, right? Yeah, yeah. So like did that, went there, did all that. Again, it was it was decent. I like the level design there. Then again, couldn't find the DLC, so I had to look that up. It was like go stand in a spot and then a random arm will like teleport you there. Hell yeah. Uh, the, the DLC was actually really disappointing for me. Uh, I think this is, this is something true across all Souls games, right? The level design at the start of the game is 10 out of 10 fantastic like in dark souls one the uh lower undead berg undead berg pretty much everything up until anor londo a plus s plus like level design right and then after that it drops a bit and the same i felt in this where the very very beginning of the game fantastic level design lots of vertical lots of like one-way drops lots of things to discover and get lost in and explore and then the further i got through the game the weaker the level design got. And then when I finally got to the DLC, the level design felt really lackluster. Oh, that's a shame because I haven't played that. In what, in what way? Just like too linear? Because yeah, I remember liking linear. it a lot. <laughs> it, like it going like... through the fishing village and the... Mate, I thought the fishing village was not... Very... I thought the fishing village was the worst part for me. I just, I felt like the whole bit, there wasn't very many turns. And whenever there was like a separate path, you'd walk down it a little bit and then get to the end of it very quickly. So it, it felt like it was very linear with like little offshoots that didn't go anywhere. Uh, Whereas when I, I think yeah, back but like... I, I guess, that, oh, I guess it's like DLC always has that kind of problem, right? Where it's like lower in scope, they can't do 
especially yeah. when they're trying to slot it into an existing dark souls world <laughs> well, an like... arm literally grabs you and lifts you into the dlc right it's like <laughs> yeah, we don't know how exactly. to fit in just, yeah, oh, yeah. just get lifted it's like i love the dark souls <laughs> one dlc but that's the same thing where it's yeah, but... it's like an offshoot Dark Souls 2's DLC though was fantastic. With yeah, but some Dark of the Souls 2 DLC is like ever. the best, the best Souls content. <laughs> we have to pretend like Dark it's Souls not good. 3 DLC was also fantastic. I like that. Yeah, I like Dark Souls 3. It was uh, Dark Souls 1 was the weakest of the three Dark Souls games, but was still like okay. But I really think Bloodborne dropped the ball with the DLC. And again, the bosses were really cool, but very easy because like i remember going into this everyone's like oh orphan orphan's gonna be the really hard one that's gonna be the roadblock and then i beat him in three goes i think and i was like oh, okay. don't, let, don't let blunt hear that but, i think um... i watched him <laughs> mash his head against the wall in that boss so, for like one thing... 50 attempts was that an aneurysm i think <laughs> <laughs> one thing i did notice as well afterwards because i was looking at the names of the bosses um i did miss two bosses and i just i just never found them in game and that was celestial emissary and Ebrietus. Ebrietus, yeah, yeah. So those yeah, yeah. two, for all I know, might be the crazy hard ones, and I completely miss them. Oh, that's every uh, Souls no game. If that's you... every Souls game for me. I always end up missing like ten bosses every Souls yeah. game I play. Yeah, I, I, nah, I found, they're not. They're I not. If you beat were. Orphan, is the hard one. If you beat Orphan, then you won't have any problems with the others. Well, like, because there was one door I found that I could never get in. It just kept saying it was locked, and I have no idea how to get in there. I assume these bosses were behind that, but I had no idea how to open it, and I didn't want to mm. like, look it up. So yeah, that that was my my full experience. Again, right out of ten. Even it, it's like it's like a nine out of ten game. Like my, again, my only disappointment is realistically, I wanted to be challenged, and again, that's not the game's fault that I played it eight years late. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It reminds me of when they were like, we're announcing Classic WoW, and everyone was like. Oh, you fucking babies on retail. Once you get to Molten Core, drill, that's where the boys are separated <laughs> from the men. And it's like people wipe that raid in like two hours flat. And it's because the mechanics just are so much simpler back then. It's the same thing with uh, like Bloodborne to Elden Ring. I guess we, the thing yeah. with Classic though is it, it's, a, it's a really weird thing, right? Because the I feel like the casual retail players were the ones really, really struggling in Classic. And the veteran v retail players, like the people that were already clearing like heroic and mythic dungeons, they were walking through classic like it was nothing, right? So it's mm. like a really weird sliding scale where like the more casual retail player you are, the harder they found classic. And then the more hardcore they were, well, then classic is literally a joke. Yeah. Yeah. But because that, that's the same thing is like where if you want to get into souls these days, it's like, which one do you start with? And it's like, well, the obvious answer is Elden Ring, but that game is also going to be really tricky to just straight up pick up because yeah, you, some of those go backwards you, well. but then how do you and also yeah how do you also i don't think like i don't think dark souls one would hold up to no a new you, player you give, you give a new player elden ring and you give them a link to like varty vidge's guides or something about how to get good <laughs> weapons early on or something yeah probably yeah well then yeah. like so speaking of like really good quality souls games you will have also been playing a really good quality souls game <laughs> um that's good bait that's a really good bait um <laughs> I, yeah i've been playing um lords of the fallen and it's funny because all the stuff you were saying about like uh expecting to be challenged and stuff and like like going back and finding um these like these bosses are just not as mechanically like demanding as uh something as like elden ring as like the newest or Sekiro or whatever um mm. 
this has the exact same problem where the hard parts of this game are hard for like all the wrong reasons so yeah i've seen you um, play this it's insane this game yeah so i guess this is lords of the fallen not to be confused with lords of the fallen uh <laughs> yeah i've been waiting two weeks to i was going oh i uh, knew you were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so lords of lords of the fallen it's like uh it's been in development hell for about eight years or something uh since the first lords of the fallen oh, i didn't know that um it, yeah it's gone through i think uh, i think i read like three different studios have had a hand in this in some form it's been rebooted like twice uh from the ground up and um it's pretty it's pretty it's a pretty typical souls game but it just feels like all of the pieces of a souls game but like fit together in all the wrong ways like they have um it's it they they have like uh for example they have it's pretty typical like you'll walk up you'll lock onto an enemy and uh now your camera's like locked onto that guy. So it's like a 1v1 duel. The camera's always focused on him. So if you dodge past him, the camera auto swivels to track him and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but this game, like, it's the... I've never played a Souls-like where the camera feels so antagonistic to what I want to do in the game. It feels... It almost feels like it's an enemy all in itself. Um, it's crazy because I, where... I feel like a bad camera is it stands out so much more these days because it feels like a problem that's been fixed largely been solved yeah well because yeah. I, I know there's there's always people always say like oh but souls has like a bad camera and it in it like i feel like the souls games have a bad camera in like certain areas or circumstances where they're like there's like oh there's a boss who for whatever reason he'll do one move that unlocks your camera and it's like boy that's really frustrating when you're like trying to focus on dodging this move and he suddenly unlocks the camera and you're just like whoa where am i like whoa what am i doing yeah. he's coming at me i don't know where from um but this is like it it like it refuses to lock onto things right in front of you i could there's there was a hundred percent like re uh what's the word i could like recreatable instance yeah. where there was an enemy stood literally in my face and the get the camera just would not lock. Oh, it was no. taking it was instead trying to um lock onto something much further away and it's like i could not get it to lock on that's so weird yeah um similarly i'll be trying to lock onto something far away to like range attack it or an enemy and it'll be locking onto some random object right in front of me <laughs> and i can't get it to switch. and it's like and then sometimes you'll dodge and for whatever reason the camera will decide oh the guy you dodged he's not the guy you you want to focus on anymore it's this guy stood 20 feet away not do, minding his own business so you'll do a thing where like um and this game is obsessed with putting you on it's obsessed with platforming i don't know why it, that's never a strong part of these games but it fucking loves making you do platforming does it have a jump button? um or is it, it like... does but it's the okay. bad dark souls jump button where oh. versus the elden ring <laughs> the, the, the chad you know elden I mean? ring jump versus again with bloodborne because again it had the old jumping and i was like yeah. there was a couple of times where it was like yeah you have to do some jumps here and i was just like I don't, I don't yeah, know old how to do this isn't, now. Isn't old, jumping, isn't old jumping like press L3 yeah. to sprint, but also then L3 no, no, no. to that, also that's jump? Dark Souls 3 sprinting. Old right. is you have to hold down the sprint button and then double tap the sprint button while you're sprinting. While sprinting. That sounds yeah. fucking gross. How did I forget that? That sounds horrible. Because <laughs> you blocked <laughs> the, it out. The, I blocked it the, out. Yeah. The thing is, like, you, don't, you never feel like you get height 
on the jump. It's more like your guy is leaping forward with no upwards momentum. So it kind of feels like a dodge roll, but with extra steps. Oh, okay. Like a tracer blink. (laughs) Yeah, it is. No, it is. It is, because like it will go a set distance, right? And there'll be some platforms where it's like, I would, I would, I would have it where I would leap at the last second to get the most distance, but then the animation would carry me past the ledge, and my guy would just roll off the other side of the ledge. And I'm like, no, I, no one could have tested this and gone like, yeah, this works. This is how we wanted this to work. Like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I basically have. I guess I should get out the way the things I like about it, which is. For better or for worse, it does have a very cool, completely interconnected world, a la Dark Souls 1, where oh, cool. you, it, there's never, you never get teleported or anything, and you're always um, finding little, like, oh, I'm back here kind of moments. Like, that's neat. Like, you'll go through a whole couple levels and then emerge back into, like, the tutorial or something and just be like, wait, that's cool. I like that. That's really uh, cool. That's, that's yeah. fun. Mm. Um, and I really, like, I think that's... that's it's it's one of those things where like i really i ended up really not enjoying this game but it's not it it would be too easy to just be like oh shit game right or they they're lazy or don't know they don't care or whatever because it's like no there's like enough here where it's it's clear like they kind of know what they're doing and they really care about this product because there's some stuff in here which is really really good like the interconnected world i think the art design is like Stella, it gives me very. Um, it feels very like old school Warhammer vibes, where everything is just like uh, gothic and gross, and like it, you, you don't fight like a zombie. It's like, oh, here's, what if a thousand zombies all got together and just turned into this giant bloody mess, and you yeah. have to fight that? And it's I lo- and I love I love that art style, so I really enjoyed that. Um, that's kind of it. <laughs> that's, 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 those are the things that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I don't. I I guess um, while it has a big interconnected world, it's very bad at. Uh, it's very bad at tele. Not what's the word like telegraphing where it wants you to go. So telegraphing intention, um, like showing its intentions, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, like. Oh, like there's a light on over that doorway, so it's like, oh, your eye is subtly drawn to yeah, that. Yeah, come doorway. on, guys. You Gabe Newell taught it. us this like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly <laughs> like that. So, like, um, it never feels like you're intentionally going somewhere. I would just be wandering about for hours and just like kicking ladders down, doing the, you know, finding a checkpoint every once in a while and just being like, oh, yeah, cool. That's neat. Um, and then every now and then I'd walk into like a room and a health bar would appear and it would be like, great, I went the right way. So I've figured out I have gone the correct, the correct way. Um, the, uh, and then when you do get into boss fights, they are like the easiest part of the game because they all feel like old dark, old dark souls bosses where you have a dodge with extremely generous iframes. And every boss is going to telegraph their attack yeah. like absolute crazy. So, like like Matt said, I don't the bosses themselves. I don't think um, I died more than like two or three times on mm. any any one of them. And yeah, most I, of the time, gone. I was just saying when I was watching you stream this. Yeah, every time you got to a boss, there'd be like one or two that held you up slightly, but most of the time, you just flew through them. I, 
I think I got stuck on the tutorial boss because I had just come off of Lies of P and that game is all about uh, perfect parrying, right? Um, and it feels yeah. really good. And in this game, parrying is basically a waste of time because <laughs> it's it's this weird mechanic where they kind of, it's kind of Lies of P if you squint, but it's also not at all like Lies of P where every time you block or parry, you take, it's called wither damage. It's like a white uh, chunk of your health instead of just the, the health chunk being gone. Mm. Um, and what that what wither damage is is it's kind of like a buffer for damage where um if you hit something while you've got wither the white bar you slowly you regain a bit of it like the uh like hitting in lies of p or like bloodborne um, yeah when you take a hit okay and the but if you get hit you get hit for the amount of damage that that attack would do plus it gets rid of all the wither uh, health that you've currently built up. So what I was finding in mostly all the fights I was in, if I was trying to focus on parrying, was the enemies would attack, 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 attack. It would build up the wither to like my entire health bar. And then if at any point I fucked up and missed one, it would just insta kill me. <laughs> so I was basically playing the game on one hit challenge mode. Yeah. And I didn't really realize it. And then midway through the game, um I I think it was like the first major boss. He starts doing this move. He starts hitting you with a shield. And it was it was just like, you cannot parry that. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just start dodging. And once you start dodging, the game is just a complete You joke. realize how it's, strong it is, yeah. I, yeah, I, had, I was like, oh my God, I've been playing this game on ultra hard mode the entire <laughs> way through. And I didn't even realize. It's so ridiculous. Um, it's a shame, but, really, because like I kind of really wanted Lords of the Fallen to be good because it it's more what i've been looking for more than lies of p right because again i'm i always really like the the fantasy aesthetic i've always really like grimdark and i love like classes and lots of different build diversity whereas i feel mm. like this game has all of that whereas lies of p doesn't but it's like lies of p is actually the really really good one <laughs> and Lords it's, of the Fallen yeah, yeah it's funny because if you'd asked me to put money on before either of these came out i 100 percent i would have put it on Lords of the Fallen to be the better choice, the safer well, choice. This game had really strong trailers leading up yeah, to it its did. release. Yeah, yeah. The CG trailers they had for this. I recommend anyone go back and just watch them because they're fucking awesome. They're, <laughs> they're so really cool. cool. All the monster designs and these like CG trailers. and I, oh, I, lo I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved it. And then it's such a shame that the game is just... It's not even bad. It's just not good. It's just average. <laughs> it's just no, a game. It just doesn't... Go on. I was gonna say, I know you guys don't really engage with like PvP in these games, but have you seen any PvP from Lords of the Fallen? No, I no, I don't. So really. the the net code is garbo. I'm like not surprised. One, one <laughs> that in like shock 20, me. Yeah. one in twenty invasions, you'll get a stable connection and actually be able to fight. And other than that, it is like people literally hitting you while they're like facing a wall, like on the other side of the room, and you're just like getting hit by nothing and you just die. And it's just it's just that like, sounds fun. Yeah, it's like Dark Souls <laughs> PvP has always been super jank. Like, it's never been good. Yeah. But, like, Lords of the Fallen PvP is garbage. It's a step above. Yeah, I also uh, saw a lot of people complaining that this is supposed to have a big co-op uh, focus, almost. Like, more so than... Uh, like, you're supposed to be able to play the whole game co-op, not like uh, the Elden Ring or Dark Souls, where you, yeah. you summon a guy for a boss, right, and that or a level, and that's it. This is like, mm. no, you just invite your friend, you can play through the whole game co-op. But it's like, if you're the... It's not like a shared 
world thing. It's one of those co-op games where like the host has is the real person and the person who joins is basically like like a helper, like a hanger on, you know what I mean? So they don't so get any soul, soul items. Yeah, basically. Call so like they don't get any games. items or they don't get any progression in their world or anything. So it's just like yeah, I don't know. Um there was a mod for Elden Ring. Uh, I can't remember what it was open, called. Open co-op, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. me and uh, Chris played through the entirety with that. and It was a little bit buggy here and there, but for the most part, it was so much better. Well, base yeah. Elden Ring, you had to keep re-inviting people per zone, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not fantastic. No one, out. Yeah, no one could mount. Oh, that yeah, That just yeah. got turned off the second you... Um, um, but a mod yeah. made it... Like, j- like, just just do this, right? <laughs> you know, just, just update Elden Ring with a patch to just do this mod. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else have I got? Oh, the the there's the the shared world. No, shared world. There's the two worlds <laughs> mechanic in this game, right? Where it's supposed to be you are existing in the real world, but you're it, it, it's like two realities next to each other, and there's like a fucked up. It's called the Umbral and the Axiom, and the Axiom is the regular messed up dark souls world and the umbral is like cthulhu shadow realm world and um it's it's a really cool idea because it's kind of like some stuff it's almost like uh uh fuck what's the name of that game nope that's gone it's it's basically like while some things will exist in one world they won't in the other or vice versa so the the first thing you do is like you have this lamp which you shine and you can see into the other world and um there was a launch title first on way... xbox xbox one i think like a horror game that did something similar where you could expose oh yes uh, i cannot for the life medium? of me medium? Me- the, medium. the medium yeah the medium yeah it wasn't like, like a that, dark souls yeah. game but that had a very similar mechanic of yeah, yeah two worlds rendering at the same time and you sort of phase between yeah them. exactly yeah and it's and it's kind of it's a cool idea because it's like um you have uh the 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 umbral world exists almost like your second chance kind of thing. So if you ever die, your lamp will resurrect you, but you're in the umbral. And then if you die in the umbral, that's, that's, that's game basically. Um, yeah. And it, but it has these cool mechanics where like you'll shine your lamp. There'll be like a gate in the way. Right. And you shine your lamp and it's like, Oh, in the umbral the gate doesn't exist. So you just shine your lamp on it. And you walk right through. And it's, and I was like, damn, that's, a, that's such a cool mechanic. I bet that's, there's going to be so many cool secrets in this game, but it's like, <laughs> But that's kind of all they ever do with it is you'll just walk up to something and be like, this rubble looks suspicious. And then like, sure enough, shiny lamp. Oh, Oh, it is is suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the only way. And the other thing they always do is um, there'll be specific traversal things like a platform or a ladder or something where you can't shine your lamp. You have to teleport into the umbral. So you're effectively giving up your second chance to explore this other world. Right. which is which on the face of it is a cool idea because the umbral is very hostile it has endlessly spawning enemies basically that kind of harass you they're not super difficult but i mean we'll get to why it's a problem in a minute but they keep spawning these like zombies that kind of harass you and you're giving up your like extra life right so but all they ever do is you'll teleport into this other world you'll climb the ladder or you'll step across this platform and then it's like right that's puzzle you've done it that's puzzle over and it and it just feels like a wasted yeah. opportunity almost where i feel like if you had to 
they're like right you can do this bit but you have to stay in umbral the whole time or uh, no. but they they don't ever do that you just climb up a ladder and then almost immediately there's these like little totems you can go to and go back to the regular world um also just so, risk, risk over thank god it's just exactly so <laughs> it's, it's, it's like what was the point in that yeah, yeah it was like it just wastes my time because you got to do this lengthy animation of teleporting into the other world then you climb this ladder or do this platforming yeah, and then it's, it's like right straight back to the regular world and it's like what was, what was it sounds, time? It sounds like that? that idea needed a bit more time in the oven i think there's there's, yeah. some, there's definitely something there for sure 100 percent, there is something there and it but and i was expecting like um i was expecting them to use it more like in boss fights and stuff where it's like oh this guy has you're gonna have to like hop between worlds to like oh this guy's gonna have different damage phases or whatever in different worlds and stuff like that but it's like no no there's none of that you could do some really, <laughs> no, there's, there's so many that. cool ideas you could do like imagine two enemies that aren't particularly strong as a boss fight but like one is invisible in one world whilst visible in the other and they and they're like yeah. swapping so you got to dodge a visible yeah, enemy yeah. One, one and an invisible enemy straight up like half just, of like, body ha- literally you're fighting world. half the boss yeah and the other half is in the yeah. other world that's such a clever idea yeah exactly see so it's just like stuff i feel like what <laughs> you think about you have a meeting and these are like paid people to design these things like i feel like you had one <laughs> long meeting about this you could come up with a a dozen better ideas for that kind of mechanic yeah. um but the worst part of this game and i think the thing they get the most wrong which apparently they're already this game gets like a patch every other day at the moment to fix their shit. Um, the worst part of this game is the enemy density and variety is just off the fucking charts in yeah. this game. It's so ridiculous. Um, it's like, it's like I feel like if you treat Dark Souls as like, um, you'll walk into an area and it's like, here's a guy, right? And you fight the guy. And then it's like, what if guy but when you fight him a guy comes out behind you now you gotta fight two guys and it's like oh cool and it's like okay what if guy but also different guy and you gotta fight that guy and it's like slowly teaches you you know introduces it like layers these mechanics on top of each other and it's like oh what if we had a range guy shooting you while you're fighting this guy and it's like right how'd you deal with that this one is like you walk into the first area and it's like bam you're fighting three guys while two guys are shooting at you with spells there's like a big tanky guy who's just chasing you and it's just i don't think either's a I don't think there's like a single fight in this game that isn't against like two or three things at once. And it just feels like it's from a completely different game at times. There was there was points where I was taking screenshots because I was like backing up uh, and trying to like get the lay of the fight sort of thing. And I, it was just, there was like nine things just shambling at me. And I was like, this is laughable. I don't understand. What do you expect me to do? I have, when I was I watching your little st- short sword. When I was watching your stream, I think I made this comment, which is, um, I've had a ton of encounters in like Devil May Cry 5 and Bayonetta <laughs> that have yeah. less enemies than this Souls-like yeah, game yeah. that you're playing, <laughs> which is just, cra- it's just crazy. Yeah. And it, and it just leads to it's it's like it, it does kind of bring back those old which i think dark souls lost this along the way somewhere but like i was watching steve stream some dark souls one and it's like there are points in that game where it really makes you um choose between like do i want to push on i've got like no healing left i'm like i need to get to the next bonfire right but i have no idea how far i've got to go or where it is um and you have to make the choice to like, do I risk pushing on and losing all the souls I've got? Or do I go back, rest, and try to make this course again, but more efficiently this time? So I retain more healing and I can get further. Yeah. And I feel like 
that doesn't happen in modern souls there's like a checkpoint every you know couple hundred yards or something you never feel right. like you're like lost or scared almost that risk is when dark souls is at its best in my opinion yeah. in dark souls 3 when i think there's like there's a point towards the end of the game where you're at a bonfire and you look ahead and you can see a bonfire and you look behind yes, and you can see yeah. a bonfire yeah yeah, like, yeah what's going on here why yeah, why have we done happened? this yeah but this is like so far the other way where i was just starting to my like i wasn't getting to the point where i was exhausted and running past things i would get to a new area and just be like I'm just sprinting past every because I can't be bothered. There's just so many enemies and I can't be bothered to fight them all. I'm just going to run until I find. And if I die, well, what doesn't matter? I'll just run a different direction and yeah. try and find another checkpoint. Well, and the because bo the bosses are so easy as well. That's another real problem. Like I said, it, you don't feel like you're punished for like not killing things and leveling up along the way. Um, well, the, the issue as well is if you spend. 20 minutes clearing out an area and then you die and you have to go back through at least you have the knowledge of all right i know how to tackle them now i can go through yeah. and do that 20 yeah. minutes i can now do in six minutes right yeah if it's just a shit ton of guys and you have to kill them every time like you can be like again 20 minutes in just through like having to just kill and kill and kill and kill die mm. because of some bullshit and then it's like well if you're killing them all again you've got to do another 20 minute slug fest yeah or yeah slog and it's just like and i and I feel like in when this is done really well, you'll be exploring for like what feels like hours and you'll die to something, right? Maybe a hard mob or you fuck up a jump or whatever it is. They, 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 give, they hit you with a gotcha and they get you. Um, and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to fucking do all that again. That's going to take hours. But like once you know where everything is and you know where you're going, you get back to where you were in like, like three minutes flat or something. You know what I mean? And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what was, I, what was I worried about? Now I've got... I know where everything is. I can just like, I don't have to fight that guy. I don't have to go down that road. Like mm. I know exactly where I'm going sort of thing. And this is like the opposite of that where I would like, it was so long between checkpoints fighting just the same guys over and over again, the same scenarios over and over again, where like I would die to some bullshit. I would resurrect and I would like, I'd just be like, oh my God. Like I'd walk around a corner and be like, oh, I forgot about this fucking room. I got to do this again. I'm going to, have to yeah. fight this guy. And I'd go around again and be like, oh, the, then that guy's going to start shooting me. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, it's just none of this game is, it never like mechanically challenges you. It just wears you down. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like the opposite of uh, a, like a challenge that you want. It's just, it's, mm. it's like wearing you out instead of making you like the challenge you don't want. Tense. So, <laughs> yeah, the challenge you don't want. Yeah. Was this yeah. the one where you made your own checkpoints? You can make your own checkpoints. Yeah. So do yeah. you think that's why they had so few? Because they wanted to make you make your own. But the, the issue I, with that, I always think, is because you don't know how close you are to the next one. You could make yeah. it and then walk around a corner and be like, oh. They bait you in this as well, 100%, because they'll put, there's these little like flower beds every, the scattered about. And like Matt said, you can make your own like bonfires, basically. Um, but it is a limited resource and it's very scarce at the beginning of the game, which was very frustrating. But also, um, the f they'll do things like they'll put a little flower bed and you'll be like, oh my God, I've been exploring for so long. I have to rest. So you'll get down, you'll put the thing down, you'll rest, all the enemies will come back and then you'll progress like one fight more and it's like, bam, camp campfire right there. And it's like, why? What a why? <laughs> I, 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 I feel like fuck? being able to make your own bonfires in a souls game i feel like is completely against everything these sorts of games represent 
like am i going <laughs> am i going crazy i feel like um, like you were describing earlier where it's it's the push to the next the, the whole game is the push to the next bonfire can i make it will i survive mm. i'm about to die this is tough this is really hard fuck i hope there's a bonfire next like to me that is what these games are like well, alt- yeah i think if it was done well i think it does feed into that kind of risk reward right where like i don't i i feel like in the in the in the first lords of the fallen i remember this mechanic where the more things you killed you built up a multiplier for how many souls you were earning so it fed into that like if i just do i rest and reset my multiplier or do i keep pushing you know i'm up to like 1.8 times what i would normally yeah. be getting you know so it's like oh i, I want to keep going because i don't have much healing but everything i'm killing is like it's worth so much more and this is like the opposite where it's just it just punishes you for not having this one consumable that you can use to make a, a bonfire it doesn't there's no like reward there yeah. like and i feel like that it should be uh, you know if 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 it was better tuned like i should be feeling excited by risking this these souls and things rather than just like i really don't want to fucking do this level again so i'm going to use a consumable here yeah. yeah yeah i don't know if you guys knew this as well but in the original like demo build for dark souls or like one of the alpha builds or something that people got their hands on um there was an animation and a mechanic where you could make your own bonfires mm-hmm. yeah so i wonder if they saw that like there's like youtube videos on it and stuff and then they were like that's a cool idea let's just put that in our game we're gonna do that right um yeah. i don't know because i i feel like in a better paced game i feel like that could be a really cool mechanic uh where you know like because the the big thing this is one of the things that they've talked about is uh in new game plus in this they remove all the permanent uh bonfires so all you have is your one time um one use campfire one checkpoint through the whole game right uh so that removes like fast traveling uh the only way to get about is to physically run to all these different places right i think they've gone back on this now like i don't it's one thing that's really frustrating talking about this game is they are adding and removing things like every other day because of patch this is oh wow i don't know what the state of the game is i thought i read somewhere that they were planning to remove this feature and or add options for it later or something but I feel like their idea of like it, it it does make the game harder having to manage this resource and choosing whether or not to put down a bonfire. But yeah. again, it's like it's harder for the wrong the wrong reasons. Like yeah, yeah. You, whenever you finish a hard challenge, you should be feeling like satisfaction. But when you just feel like thank God that's over, that's not the yeah. feeling you should be. Yeah. You should be. You should be like oh I did it yeah. Yeah, which is how yeah. I felt again after spending six hours fighting Genichiro, I think it was from Sekiro. That was such a hell yes, I've overcome this really difficult challenge. Yeah, yeah. Rather than oh god, thank god that's over. I'm never touching this again. <laughs> yeah, I remember that because we, we we were in like a group chat to talk about Sekiro, weren't we? And I remember mm. beating the last boss of Sekiro, standing up, doing like an actual fist pump, and then texting <laughs> you guys about how I just beat the last. I boss remember of Sekiro. that. Yeah. <laughs> Take me back. <laughs> That's fun, fun times. Yeah, yeah. What's well, the high we all chase, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll start like sort of pushing it along slightly. Do you have any final things to say about Lords before we chuck it along? Um, here's what I think is uh, emblematic of the entire experience: is there is a mimic in this game, which is 
Um, you know the little glowies that Dark Souls has to signify an item? It's just a little, like, oh, yeah. ball. There are mm. item mimics in this game that insta-kill you if you try and pick up an item. Mm. Um, and I thought, and the first time they do it, it's just like, okay, fuck me, I guess. Good, well played. And then I thought, oh, it's it's an enemy that's hiding in the umbral, so I'll scan it with my lamp. So I, like, ran up, did my lamp thing. Nope, he's not there. Um, and it just insta-killed me again. And I was like, well, okay, I don't understand what the problem is. And it's like, oh, it glows slightly differently if you... Uh, I had to, nah. like, Google like, what's happening. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it glows slightly differently. And it that, again, it's like, that isn't an interesting thing. It just means that every item I run up to, I stand and look at for an extra <laughs> second and be like, nope, we're clear. And then I pick it's it just up. Wasting and it's yeah, like, now, just now, a waste of time. Yeah, yeah now yeah. watch the game glow as I throw the disc into a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, but I feel like that is like, the, that's like emblematic of the entire game, right? Where it's just like, was that a fun challenge? No, it just wasted my time. And that I feel like that <laughs> oh, is sad. Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> yeah. It's a glowing endorsement for Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> no. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we've got Sam here now. Sup, Sam? Question mark. Hello. Hello. Hey, Sam. How's it going, Hello. man? Yeah, yeah, we're here, we're here. We joined during Dark Souls talk, and I didn't want to... <laughs> <laughs> when Matt and Will get going, you don't, you don't stand in the way, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't so say... Many things. I, had, I had, like, sticky notes in front of me where I was like, I have to write that down and mention it during the, during the podcast. I, can't, I don't want it to get away from me. <laughs> so you joined during Dark Souls talk doesn't mean much. That could have been five minutes ago or, like, an hour and 15 minutes ago. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was 40 yeah. minutes ago, yeah. That's where oh. Sam's like, yeah, I played a Souls-like this week. Right, we've got... Two more games to fit in between me and Sam. So I'll let Sam go first, and then I'll do my one. What have you been playing, Sam? Uh, I, uh, for, for considering it's been two weeks, I was like, how have I only got one <laughs> game to talk about? <laughs> but it's the only thing I can think of, and the thing I'm absolutely loving at the moment is Deep Rock Galactic, mm. which is a game everyone else has already played. This game's been out three years. For ages, three yeah. Years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three years. Um, I remember people talking about this game. People recommended it to Will like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Steve got into it recently as well. Like he's been playing yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. And all that all that it took was a little demo, which is Deep Rock Galactic and Vampire Survivors mixed together. Oh yeah, uh, that, played, uh, that game. Played yeah. that demo, which is fantastic. And I was like, I'm I'm just gonna give actual Deep Rock Galactic a go. And so good. Yeah, this is like I I was getting like Left 4 Dead 2 kind of vibes as well as like a Vermintide, but it's like it's also not. Like it, it's what it's done is it's it's somehow captured fun. Because <laughs> what what it what it does so is very simple <laughs> and basic of you're in this area it can be one big cave it can be a ton of caverns and it, it's not too hard to explore like the enemies after you fought one once you kind of know what each enemy type does although yeah. there is a lot of varying enemy types like the second you see it for a second time you're like i know how to deal with this thing mm-hmm. right nothing is overly hard to learn and it's just you run around you mine stuff there's four different classes and every each different class has its own like weapon loadout but more importantly they have their own movement ability so like one dude has drill like can like equip drill hands and just 
make holes really quickly. Drill hands. That's really cool. And like, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's really good. <laughs> like, I'll get to the, bring this up in a bit, but it's very easy to be like, man, like you bring up your map and you can see there's another area and you're like, do we try and find the pathway? Or do we just let drill hands like go in a straight line? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found out um, the way to go as he's staring at a wall. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. The way is but always like, forward. You're going through a map and you're like, how did you get up there? And it's like you just have to look round for the tiny little hole in the wall. It's like <laughs> I found it. Um, there's the guy I'm playing, which can put down like platforms. Oh, cool. Um, which is it's it's just like a. You know, a circle that attaches onto a wall horizontally. Yeah. They're, they're always mm. horizontal. Um, and it's like you can try and make like a not like a, la a vertical ladder, but like a staggered ladder. So you have one and then it's down and to the left a bit and then down to the left a bit. And you oh, kind okay. of make your way up. Or he's the best one for working with other people because the other guy gets zip lines. That's the one which... I've seen. I've seen some streams of people like making zip lines yeah. and running around Just with those. Shoves one down, goes into a wall, and you go up and down that zip line. Yeah. But because it ends up, it doesn't put, like, where you place it, it has to be on the ground. But where you shoot it to, to, like, where the end point is, goes into the wall. So you never necessarily have a footing at the end. Mm. Right. Which is where Platform Boy comes in handy. Because it means you can just <laughs> zip line everywhere. Okay. And then the other guy is a scout who just literally has a grappling hook. He just says, uh, I don't help anyone, yeah. but I can go everywhere myself. <laughs> and again, Ooh. it's like, you just go, oh, there's there's something on the roof there, mate. That's your job, is a platform. Uh, I'll leave you to it. Yeah. The, the mobility effects, or like abilities or tools, whatever we calling them, really make this game. Like They yes. add so much to just being able to navigate a 3D space in a more interesting and exciting way. And then you combine like the wave defense aspect of like a Vermintide sort of game, right? Yeah, Which is just, it, it's it so doesn't cool. endlessly spawn guys at you. It gives you quite good like down times and breathers. But like, I mean, you know when shit's going down because the music steps up. And yeah. the music is on point as well, which always helps. <laughs> Are the levels procedurally like, generated or? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. I've I've never like they they can. They have you, like you can be in the same type of aesthetic. Yeah, they have like biomes which have their like quirks, right? So they yeah. kind of oh, look okay. similar, but they'll yeah, look similar. But you will never be like, oh, I know this place. We've got a right turn with a big room, yeah. which will yeah, have yeah. two rooms off that. Yeah. Like you'll never have that. Um, and yeah, it's like. <clears throat> on top of that, everyone has their own unique loadout. So, like, one guy will have a flamethrower, and only he gets the flamethrower. And one guy gets a minigun, only he gets the minigun. Oh, okay. Right? So, yeah. it's very forced... Not not forced, because you don't have to... Again, you don't have to be like, well, we can only have one engineer in one scout. Play whatever you like. But because it's quite restricted of, well, if you want to play the flamethrower guy, you have to be that class. It it gives it that uniqueness, like there's there's a reason to have multiple of a class or one of each. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then as you level up, you get to overclock these guns, which is basically just added modifiers, but like completely change 
kind of how the guns work. Oh, that's a cool idea. Um, so, like, I, I had an SMG, which I really liked, because the sighting shotgun for my class was nice, but I'm not really a shotgun kind of guy. Um, when you're in a massive wave defense, only being able to shoot once, <laughs> you know, like, you do a lot of damage, you're good against the big boys, but <laughs> you just mm. get swarmed, so I like the SMG. And then it was like, yeah, you now just do electricity damage, and it's like, oh, what does electricity do? Well, it slows them, puts a dot on them, and also every time you shoot an electric electrified guy, it hurts all other electrified guys yeah. nearby. And it's like, oh cool, I I can now play like the dot game where I like get four things electrocuted and now I do you know, I, I'm doing more DPS or mm. I can just CC one guy by slowing him down. I love a good and dot. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so there's always something to work towards. And I I haven't yet got bought. Like, there's some mission types or some secondary missions where we're like, look, we're going to spend more time trying to find these bloody fossils on this wall than it does to do the <laughs> actual objective. Because we're either just terrible at finding them, or they're actually scarce, or I don't know what. But we always end up, like, only just finding enough. And, like, one time we spent, like, 20 minutes because we were like, no, we will do all the objectives. <laughs> but, again, it's it's that great thing of, like, a, a long game of Deep Rock Galactic is 20 minutes. Oh, that's good. I like you that. Are, like a short, you are short in, game. Yeah. You are out, and you've done something meaningful. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, you never feel like, oh, we didn't do anything there. Um, And then there's added... Like, you, you're able to see your objectives before you start your missions. But it might just be like, oh yeah, by the way, there's a roaming boss on this map. We didn't tell you about that. Oh, that's cool. So you'll just get in there and there'll just be some guy and you're like, you weren't part of the plan. <laughs> uh, and then it obviously it's got its all its difficulties. Me and, me and Chris are currently playing on, like, the standard difficulty at the moment. Because th- this game just scales... For, for fun with more people. Yeah, yeah. Like solo, it's fine. I don't play this game solo. I I mostly played it as a two. It's been a great time. The second we've had our friend Stewie join, it's so fun. Yeah. And I think if you can get a four and even have like one of each class, like again, not a necessity, but I feel like if you had access to everything, you'd just be able to like just go nuts and be really efficient. Yeah, just like surgically uh, destroy this level you've been sent yeah. to. And it, it yeah, feels good. Yeah. To, that's what I mean. It, they've, they've captured this fun thing of like, if you literally just walk in, crank out a level in seven minutes and get back, you don't feel like, oh, well, that was easy and a waste of time. You you genuinely feel like we just fucking destroyed that Yeah, you feel like, you feel like a surgeon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's like payday, isn't it? It's same kind of thing yes feel Old super efficient payday. yeah yeah well you said it earlier it's... but like left for dead had a very similar feeling where you can do a level sometimes and get absolutely rocked on the hardest difficulty and other times you go in as a four and everything just works so well like yeah. as soon as someone gets mm. like captured by a hunter or something it's a, it's a game where a teammate rescues you immediately you always have the right amount of health it's just everything just works perfectly yeah. And, and those moments shine. It's just fun. Yeah. And I can't pinpoint why that is, but they, they've they've captured something of like, yeah, here's what you need to do, but 
just kind of yes it is structural you know if your quest is kill two big guys you can't kill two big guys differently than everyone else yeah but you still kind of do it your way like again i play the engineer so i have i have a turret i've upgraded it so that i have two turrets i've changed my grenade to splinter off into five little drones that seek out and destroy people that's cool. And my main gun is the smart rifle, where instead of shooting things, I just hold the scan button, and the game goes, all right, we're going to shoot your bullets there. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> arguably, you could say, I don't play the game, but man, <laughs> it feels really fun to just watch everything <laughs> die around you, and all I'm doing is just holding left click. It feels like just a very Sam it. thing to just melt everything without even really playing. Yeah. So you're just describing you... Diablo gameplay at that point. We just walk around, <laughs> yeah. press a few buttons, and everything dies around. Especially you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Have you um explored the like hub area, Sam, like on the ship? Uh, a little bit. I mean, we it's... haven't even got to. There's um a thing called deep diving, and that's where I think the game really like kicks into overdrive with like abilities in changing the way you play and stuff like that we're literally still just playing base game at the moment we've not got to the special end game mode like greater rifts in diablo or something uh yeah i would i would assume like we've come across these things where it's like oh you need to have promoted your a class to do this and then once you do that, you can put something in and you get like an upgrade. And I don't know if that upgrade is like a permanent thing you unlock or just for that run or for next mission, you know? Yeah. Like th yeah. there's there's so much still to do this. And I I've put like 30 hours into this game. I, I was going to say, I feel like I have played Deep Rock Galactic for like 100 hours at this point, And I still, I don't understand half like I feel like I've barely scratched the surface of, of yeah. what this game has. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I need to fantastic. play with you guys. It's, it's great fun. Yes, <laughs> I saw the message and I was like, "Oh man, it's going to be great. We're going to have four people." <laughs> and, then it didn't happen. and I was like, "Shit happens." Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's what it is. But yeah, it's, this game's fun. I, I'm loving this. Highly recommend. And again, it's been out for three years. It's not like this is a new game. But that's like this. That's the, such a good spot for a live service game to be in if it's still doing well right like i feel like these live service games are always better if they still exist you know three four yeah. years down the line because they've had so much <laughs> quality well, of life they're yeah. on their yeah. fourth season yeah which in so what is considered four. four seasons in three years means that they're not that they're not diablo you know which is like mm. a season a month yeah so yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. They're doing something well, right. Well, and also not like Diablo at all is like the all gameplay stuff. It feels like even most cosmetic stuff they just give to you. Like oh, I've unlocked like, so much cosmetic. There's yeah. so little avenue to give these guys money. You know what I mean? It's, I think I, yeah, I think there was, there was a story ages ago about how I think all their battle passes are always free. I think yeah. you can go back and choose. I might be wrong here, but you can go back and choose older ones, maybe, and just do those if you want. Well, I think Halo did something similar as well in the Master Chief Collection, mm. where you could go back and just do whatever battle passes you want. I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy because I've been playing a bit of the new Diablo season, and it's like it's good, but it's like they're so stingy with the stuff that they yes. give you, and then you open the store, and it's like, oh, you guys, 
You guys have been pumping that store though, haven't you? Well, I've not. <laughs> oh, it's like speaking of like speaking of like Diablo and Stingy. I've noticed you, everyone's probably seen this as well about how the Diablo skins, like Lilith and I think Tyrael, are now like crossed over into Overwatch and they're in Call oh, of I Duty. Saw that, yeah. And yeah. every game Call they turn, every game they turn up in, they cost like twenty to forty quid <laughs> for the <Yeah>. fucking skin. <laughs> it's like that's, oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, but yeah, do you have anything else you want to say about that, Sam? Or? No, I mean, I, I could go more into the systems, but I think, like, this is like a mixture between a wave defense and, like, just it's not really an explore, open world exploration, but it's definitely like an exploration game. You stop, look at the map, and, like, where do I need to go? Yeah. It's another one of those ones where most people have probably heard of it. You may think you might not like it but you probably will especially if you play it with friends everyone yeah. should pick this up i think it's on game pass yeah it is yeah i think it's crossplay game... actually i don't know that no we i we looked this up because originally i had it on game pass and chris had it on steam and those two can't play together oh that's really but sad. game plus game pass can play with xbox console that's oh, okay. the crossplay it has. The Microsoft oh, okay. ecosystem. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. If if you've got it on Steam, which is also if it's got any DLC, that's where all the DLC is. You can only play with Steam. How much is it um, on Steam now? I've got it here. It's twenty five. That's more than I thought it was. Not gonna lie, I thought it was a little Especially bit cheaper than that. It, it's gotta go on sale now. though. Like it's, it's oh, okay, that yeah. type of game where you'll catch this on sale. There'll be a November sale, I imagine, for Steam, like a big um, Halloween sale they normally do, like a not, like a like autumn sale, fall sale. Have that has that happened yet? I don't know. They might That's do that. That'll be long to a holiday sale, really. Is it? There'll be there's always away. some sort of sale coming up on Steam. So okay, but yeah, great game. All right, I will chuck it along then. I will do. I'll save uh, Mario for next week. I can't fit in everything I want to say about both Spider Man and Mario in like 20 minutes so i'll do i'll do spider-man um i have been playing a ton of spider-man this is spider-man 2 uh this came out on the friday just gone and i'm absolutely loving this game i have finished the story and i'm now just sort of wrapping up all the side stuff in this big open world um but yeah it's another really solid third person action game from Insomniac, these guys don't really seem to miss at the minute. That every game they really seems to be doing like really well. Mm, careful, whenever we say that, <laughs> yeah, they immediately yeah. miss. Yeah. We're always worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is uh, despite being called Spider-Man Two, it is funnily enough not their second Spider-Man game. You had Spider-Man on the PS4, and then there was a follow-up game which was a little bit cheaper because it used the same map entirely, and that was the Miles Morales game. So you had the first game that was solely focused on, you know, Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then you had this follow-up game that was purely focused on the introduction on Mars Morales. And now you have Spider-Man 2, which is the sort of culmination of both of these characters in their prime working together to, you know, save their city from villains and this, that and the other. And it's really cool seeing them both fully together interacting in the story and both being in their prime because i love i love a good spider-man story even though i've like fallen off of marvel a bit i still feel like spider-man is probably still my favorite property 
that they make. It's I mean, just, those, yeah. those Spider-Verse movies still pretty fucking good. The Spider-Verse oh, movies yeah. are still really good. I still think just Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is just such a like charming, endearing character. I just really love the yeah. character. It's just, I, love, I love the... I know it's all the same Marvel world, but I love the Spider-Man world, right? I love his mm. sort of circle of influence. Are you, are you sure you don't mm. just love New York? I might just love New York, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Though? His side characters in Spider-Man and his like rogues, what's it called? Rogue? Rogues called gallery. Rogues gallery. Rogues gallery. Yeah, that's it. yeah. It's just really good. Like, don't get yes. me wrong. There's some. There's some like like Rhino. You know, t- take it or leave it. But like yeah. <laughs> the rest of them, like Mysterio has always been fantastic. Like Venom and Carnage. Oh my god! Like there's so many good villains in Spider-Man. Well, that's where this game really shines. You had in Spider-Man on PS4. The overall story and like the rogues gallery in that game specifically was basically the Sinister Six, which yeah. is let's see if I can remember this. It's Shocker, Rhino, Doctor Octopus, Electro. Mister Negative? Is he one of them? No, he's not part. He's in the game, but he I don't think he's Sinister Six. But yeah, he's in the game, and there's like a handful of others. Um, that was like the first game's lineup. And this game is, they don't hide it at all, which I feel like is a bit of a shame because I feel like it would have been a cool like twist. But if you know anything about Spider-Man, this game is almost solely based around the symbiote, which yeah. is black alien goo that comes down from space on a meteor and makes angry Peter Parker for a bit and then makes Venom. Everyone's seen... Yeah, Tom Hardy. We've seen that. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows the Venom <laughs> yeah. movies. Um, that's that's like hovering throughout the entire game um and i th- i thought that would be most of it but most of the game is actually more about craven the hunter mm. um who is another spider-man villain um his his deal is when you describe his deal and his setup he sounds on paper really goofy i w- okay that i was going to say do they make him cool in this because he's like he's such a He's kind of lame. <laughs> in the cartoon, he really doesn't work. Like in the old yeah. like, Fox Kids cartoon. In, in, just... Yeah. In this game, not only is he really cool, he's fucking terrifying. Like, <laughs> he, he is probably my favorite character in this okay. entire oh, that's game. That's good. He finally got the glow up he He's, he's amazing. Yeah. His whole deal is he lives... I don't know where he lives. Somewhere like His accent, I think, is like Eastern European. He lives somewhere out there. He's somehow convinced thousands of people to join his cause of, I like hunting things. I want to find the ultimate hunt. Yeah. And one day. Americans will be down. (laughs) Yeah. Well, one day he gets a ping on his iPad. Uh, I don't know. I think someone passes him an iPad or something and they're like, look, sir. Look at look fucking look at New York. Look at all these strong people in New York. And he's like he's basically he's like, Hell yeah. I'm gonna go New York. I'm gonna hunt all these people. And like I say, on paper, it sounds so fucking goofy. But it's played so straight and so seriously. I'm like, oh my god, this guy's terrifying. He's so, he's so cool. He's so scary. And he's always just like as you go through the story, it's always him finding the villains like older villains and you think he's gonna like spider-man's like oh shit he's recruiting all these villains but no he's he's actively going around and trying to make the villains as strong as possible so he can kill them for the hunt it's it's a really cool story this is like the this is like really early stuff in the game um but yeah so in the trailers um there's like a few of the characters that are set up like i said like symbiote and stuff like that 
And it's just the most of the story is about Craven wanting to. He's causing trouble by getting all these villains riled up, and he just wants to hunt them. And it's just it's, it's just a really cool setup. There's a bunch of twists and turns in the um, that make the story really good. I feel like for the most part, again, if you're into Spider-Man or you've seen any of the movies, like you know any of them, you kind of know how the symbiote story goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's been put in media so yes. many times at this point, right? I feel like mm. even if you didn't read it or watch any Spider-Man, you'd kind of just absorb exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. Just, yeah. And uh, despite there being some twists and turns, I think that's my biggest kind of letdown with it, is they, they kind of just like retell stuff that's already been done, mm. um, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but nevertheless, I still really enjoyed it. Insomniac are absolutely insane when it comes to this kind of like Spider-Man aesthetic, like the way Spider-Man moves in cutscenes and in gameplay. Mm. It's amazing to watch. It's like they've, they've perfectly nailed, I feel like, the way the character does all these like air acrobatics and jumps and dodges. And even in fights, like people are always getting thrown around and smashed against walls. But it's just like, it's just like, you know, that's just how Spider-Man goes, right? He's always getting yeah, thrown it's around. Cartoony. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's very cartoony, but it never feels cartoony, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoyed the story. I think, like I said, my biggest regret, not regret, my biggest sort of letdown disappointment is they don't do maybe enough crazy stuff with it, but also there's not enough Miles and Peter like crossover in the game, which is really odd considering the box art is both of them hanging out. Like oh the, yeah, yeah, and the, all the all the presentations and stuff focused on exactly, like, their yeah, dynamic, like the, didn't it? yeah. This gameplay reveal that's playing in the background now, if you're watching the visual, is one of the points in the game where it's a main mission where both of them are there and they're doing cool shit together. But for most of the game, literally about the first two thirds of the game, you have Peter Parker doing his stuff with Harry and MJ, and Miles doing his stuff where he's um, looking for Mr. Negative, Martin Lee. And mm -hmm. they don't really cross over at all. And it feels like uh, kind of disjointed as you're hopping oh, right. from... Like, oh, one they're not bad stories. They're individually. Yeah. It's yeah. like they're both good stories. But I feel like you finally have it set up. Like I've invested like 50 hours into Spider-Man games at this point, setting up both <laughs> Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Yeah. And then finally in the game... Where they can both coexist, they do coexist, but they're both doing their own thing. It's kind of weird. Um, so that's a bit of a shame. But when they do, like the last sort of final act of the game, like the last third, where it does all start coming together, that those bits really shine because they're hanging mm. out. They're like you know they're doing stuff together, which is how it should be. Um, mm. But yeah, the actual gameplay itself, um, it's all set in uh, New York City. But now you mm. have the I hope I get this wrong. I think it's the Brooklyn area. Or it's, yeah, or it's, yeah. It's like Harlem and things like that, I think. Um, which is like the more kind of like suburbs, I guess, where it's a lot more like housing. No big buildings. It's just trees and houses. And it's where um, Peter Parker's house is and things like that. That area is they all put, cool. Um, That's all massively expanded. Did they put Luke Cage in this game? No, there's no Luke so Cage. That's too. I was going to say. Also, Daredevil's not in it. Hell's Kitchen. Oh, okay was in the original game and it's still yeah. in this one you can go around that little part of new york which is where daredevil's from because daredevil i think in the comics and stuff has a lot of crossover with spider-man 
Yeah, he does, um, yeah. Because they're both, you know, in the same city. But you don't get a lot of crossover there. There was a lot of Kingpin in the first game, but he's nowhere to be seen in this game. So I'm not, sh- not sure what happened there if he's just been sidelined, which is a bit of a shame. I, I was going to say, so because the temptation, obviously, anything Marvel is to start slowly, like, broadening these things outright but this is pure they don't ever there's no hints here of like a not Iron Man really or a... no there's a little bit of um what's the i don't know what's called you know like dr strange and wong's like is his name what's what his name his name's wong i think the other yeah guy. yeah yeah um their league of the sanctum sanctorum sanct yeah there's a, yeah there's a little bit of that in like a side mission um but this is still very much a spider-man story it's a spider-man okay. game it's a that's spider-man cool. world because it's like it's, it's the it's the marvel problem right there's like so much shit going on at the end of this game in new york it's yeah, like yeah. The, where is everyone else from the avengers because <laughs> the tower the avengers tower you can go there can't you and like, yeah that's all there yeah. around on the logo and stuff yeah, yeah it gets to like by the time the game gets to the end it's like holy shit this is now like avengers level threats and shit but even like half through the game it's like okay yeah fucking someone would have turned up by now <laughs> somebody would have something to say about this yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the gameplay is really cool. So it's still it's the same city as before, um, obviously New York City. But why I mean when I say same city, it's not been to my knowledge like remixed or anything. They just expanded it with this whole new same, like same area. Layout. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about this game is the exploration and traversal, because in the first game it was like okay. You get to you really feel like Spider-Man. You know, you get to whip around and swing around. It's the the, the meme, right? You really feel like Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really feel like Spider-Man. Um, but in this one, with it being purely a PS5 game, this feels like. Do you remember when the PS5 was coming out and they were always talking about the SSD? It loads yeah. stuff so fast on the PS5. It's insane. We got special mm-hmm. SSD. Um, this feels like the first game that actually uses that technology you can fly around literally there's like web wings now in this game you can swing around and fly around so fast and the it's, it's crazy you're going through this open world at a million miles an hour it's obviously like streaming all these assets in and it just looks incredible as you're flying around and there's other stuff as well where you can fast travel across the map after a certain point in the game and if you choose where to fast travel to it literally loads back into the map in like three seconds. There is no load screen. Yeah, That's I've crazy. heard it's almost instant. It is. Like... It is, dude. It is insane. Like I've never, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. Where yeah, you're across the city. You open the mini map. You go to the other side of the city, and the 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 map is like like blue holograms, right? You go yeah. to the other part of the city. You hold triangle for two seconds. The map then zooms into the blue holograms. The blue hologram buildings turn into real buildings, and your in-game play is insane. It looks so cool. I've never seen anything like it. Is this like? I guess this is like the first proper next-gen title then, because a lot we've had a lot of like cross-gen stuff, right? It feels like like it. Yes. This is now, in my opinion, this is now like the showcase PS5 game. Like it looks so good. It uses technology, um, the PS5 technology, really well. Um, to go with all the SSD stuff as well, like again, you fly around really quickly, you load really quickly. Um, they do the thing, like um, it was in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on the PS5, where they do a bunch of stuff with portals in this game. 
mm-hmm. where you're just in one area, you go through a portal as like a side mission and you just instantly somewhere else like loaded. There's no there's no load screen. You're just somewhere else really quickly. It's just it just feels really good to play those bits. It's really technically impressive. Mm. Which I absolutely mm. I, I love this stuff. So like stuff really gets me like really gets me going. I'm like, oh god, this is so much cooler than just the graphical increase. Like this actual thing I can point at and be like, that is so cool. Um but yeah, um com- combat wise is basically the same as the first game if anyone's played that it's like a really it's like a basic action game with you know like um spidey sense turns red hit dodge button to get like a perfect parry mm. that's like kind the of stuff. asylum kind of stuff yeah it's the, the good thing it has going for it is um so first of all it's really fast which mm-hmm. i think is really good again it ties into the whole spider-man being really acrobatic right like you're you're zipping around, punching people, webbing people up really quickly, and it looks really cool. When when you get like, when everything clicks, you do some good dodges, you put some good moves out. It all looks fantastic. Mm. Um, but you also have you have four gadgets which you can throw out on like a recharge sort of timer, and that's just like web a few people, pull people together, push them away, stuff like that. Just sort of like crowd control stuff. And then you have four abilities which recharge based on you landing combos. And they're, they're like damaging abilities. So again, like AoE stuff, a far away, strong attack, things like that. Um, and they're different between Miles and Peter, which is kind of cool. So you get a really, a really expanded move set in this game com- um, compared yeah, to the first yeah. one because you basically have two characters, right? Yeah. Um, and then is, is it like, and then there's Venom stuff on top of that? Almost. Oh yeah, so you can see uh, not like Venom specifically, but yeah, like the whole like symbiote suit stuff. You can see it in the video, the trailer that's playing in the background now. Um you unlock yeah, like a second set of moves. Yeah. So so at, the more you play, you're like, Oh, okay. It's like the first game but with two characters now. But then even both those characters start getting more and more moves. It gets <laughs> yeah, really yeah, and you can start yeah. picking what you want to use, what you don't want to use, and they have skill trees tied to these sets. It's really quite deep, it's really cool. Um, does does Venom feel? Does he feel like? Because thematically, the point is like he's so much more powerful than regular Spidey. Do they play into that at all in the oh, game? I think, are they like making you, you know, choose between being overpowered Venom but evil or not? Really. I mean, you have so it's basically it kind of ties in a lot to the story. Yeah. Um, so you have this whole like art, like as you go through the story missions, you have. If you've seen Spider-Man three, you know you have the whole like bully Maguire like meme scenes, right? You <laughs> yeah, know, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. like memed upon like that, but you get like a bit of that in this game. And I think the when you are specifically like you're not Venom, you're it's I think it's specifically it's like it's like symbiote Spider-Man or something, or like you know dark suit Spider-Man, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. The alternate moves, I don't feel like they're either like stronger or weaker. They're just kind of different. Okay, okay. Um, because, again, you can kind of pick what you want to go between. So it gives you this like choice, like, what do you want to do? I'd be lying if I said I didn't keep a lot of the symbiote moves on, what, you know, when you can, mm. because it just looks so cool. <laughs> As you're, well, so uh, Do they look more brutal? They do. They, 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 okay. They, and, again, they, they tie in thematically with this thing of, you know, just the symbiote yeah. is just insanely strong, right? Mm. It's like, 
the symbiote is on me how oh, i'm so strong now it's like well no you're not the, the, the symbiote is just insanely strong <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and yeah. you're just like it's host kind of thing um i remember in one of the older spider-man games they did a similar thing where you had the symbiote yeah and wearing the symbiote like made you actually stronger but then if you wore it too much you got like the bad ending where you became evil <laughs> oh that's cool and, and you like became like the king of New York, basically, you were like the crime boss, and you like ruled over all of the other minor villains. I don't see, I don't see how this is bad in any way. By the way, this sounds what sounds like yeah, the cool ending. Like, sounds like an upside, yeah. 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 But I think the, so. The trade-off is it's not like symbiote or no symbiote moves. It's basically the two, the two sets of moves you have are you have the symbiote stuff, or you have the I can't remember what it's called. It's like the Iron Spider, like you know, like the, the metal spider oh, legs yeah. out of its back. All the moves are based around that instead. So it's like, do you want cool symbiote stuff or do you want cool robot spider legs like fucking people? Oh like? right, okay. So you get the choice there, and that's that new. That's cool. yeah, that's new to this game as well. I think at the start of the game, Miles is like, "When the hell did you get those robot legs, Peter?" And he's like, "I oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I got it from." <laughs> like, you should go and watch the Avengers movie. It's oh, it's, it's, li- it's literally something like, "Oh yeah, I've been making it in the lab. Don't worry about it." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> even though even the web wings which is a new way to like travel around it's like horizontal distance ah don't uh, worry about it it's literally mars is like we can't use that it's experimental uh, and peter's like now nah, we're just gonna do it and then you do it and it all works fine <laughs> and it's like there, there you go new mechanic <laughs> so the question uh, i have for you then josh yeah is do you after being so enthralled with craven in this game yes he's the best character yes what do you think about the craven the hunter movie that's coming out next year I have no With faith. Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I, I, Craven. I, I don't think Craven overall is probably a cool character. I just think he's done ridiculously well in this game specifically. If that yeah. makes sense. It's just, I, I'm, I, I would like to see more like Craven stuff done well because I don't really care. I didn't really care about the character before this, but now I'm like fully in. I'm like this guy's so cool. He just goes around with a knife. Wanting to have hard fights. <laughs> I just the, the the fact that he has like his little PMC army as well, and they're just like, yeah, well, they are, kill Spider Man. They like, are so all these people. Are, it's so funny. There's literally yes. there, there's bits. He has like thousands of these troops that follow him, right? And there's a, there's scenes in the story where it shows like two of them talking, and they're just like, Spider Man will be here soon. Then we can hunt him. And the other one's like, yeah, live to hunt. Hunt to live. And they do like a weird like handshake. It's like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> this frat bro is hanging out. Literally. Yeah. Does, like, um, does Craven have powers in this? Because I remember in the show he got like tiger blood or something. And that like gave him the reflexes of animals and super strength. Or yeah, something. So, so I didn't know that. And that it's kind of like explained at some point in this because he's... He gets beaten up so much in fights and can take so much shit in this game that you're kind of like, even early on, you're like, something is obviously fucky here. Like, yeah, he's obviously not a normal man. Um, and then there was some stuff about like, yeah, like potions or something that went over my head. That's obviously like a thing for like, if you're a hardcore Spider-Man fan, you know that that's tiger blood or something. Um, but that one, it's ne- it's never actually explained. So I'm is guessing Craven Charlie Sheen is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a drug. It's called Craven. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, um, I, I assume so. Then it's not explained in the game, but the fact that you just said that makes a lot of sense now to me in like retrospect. So 
I was kind of hoping he didn't, and he was just like a really odd bloke with a knife <laughs> that went around like fighting superhumans. Oh, he's massive as well. He's like seven foot he's tall so or some jacked. shit. Yeah. He's, he's unbelievably jacked. <laughs> there's um, there's what's, um, there you, no, you go, you go. Well, I was, I was say, what's the what's the how's the suit game in this one? Because that was always a bit. That's a big part of the first one. Was yeah, just some... how far they pulled from Spider-Man canon to get some fun Spidey suits. So the suits in this are cool. There are some really cool suits. Obviously, there's been a few more um, Spider-Man properties like media since mm. the first game came out. So you know now you've got the um, like across the Spider-Verse suit for Miles, and you've got some Avengers suits and. Um, What's the newest Spider-Man? Like, No Way Home? No Way Home, yeah. yeah. You've got stuff from that. Um, I do feel like the suit game is a little bit weaker uh, this time oh, around no. than the first game, but I think it's literally because the first game... They <laughs> like, went so far, They went yeah. so hard yeah. on the first game. It's like, we yeah. can't... There's nothing in here I think is a repeat. So it's like, oh shit, like you, you, you blew it all too early. <laughs> yeah, you didn't expect to get another one of yeah. these games, did they? Yeah. they? went all out for that first one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the suit game is always really strong, and now it's um, it's cool as well because obviously now you've got two characters, each with individual suits. So there's so many suits because you've got Miles and Peter to pick from. So the suit game is still really strong. Um, there's just a couple of ones that are like separate where they felt like they could have been contained because in this one i'm not sure if you could do it in the first game but in this one these suits you unlock them with like currency you get from doing side missions but then you can unlock them almost again to get color variants which is really no, cool that wasn't in the first one is yeah, it not yeah cool. i couldn't remember so yeah so now you can unlock a suit and then you unlock it again and you just get three sometimes really cool well not sometimes they're always really cool uh, like color variants which is just like that. Which just means like if you do count reskins, there is an insane amount of suits in this game. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I don't know a lot of the pulls, unfortunately. I just know they look cool. <laughs> but some of the stuff I think is kind of obscure. Where it's just like you know from like comic book lines and stuff. Do you ever? Because this happened when I played the first Spider-Man. Is I would get a cool suit. And it would be like sci-fi Spider-Man. I'd be like, I have to, f- I have to go and read what the backstory is. <laughs> yeah. It looks so yeah, cool. Yeah, to, to the wiki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. What, I, yeah, what yeah. I did find as I as I play through it is, I would unlock a really cool, like you said, like a fucking Daft Punk looking Spider-Man or something. And mm. I'm like, this is so cool. And then I would do some open world stuff, do some side missions, looking super fly. And then as soon as I would do like a main story cutscene. And they're all hanging around in like the Daft Punk suit, and Miles is wearing like a Batman outfit. I'm like, it kind of feels wrong. <laughs> like, I, I yeah, always, yeah. I always end up going back to traditional costumes. I think towards the end, mm. or something that looks at least really traditional, because it just feels like that's the canon way of playing. It sounds so stupid saying it, but like, yeah, that's, that's yeah, kind of. No, like, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. that's what I end up doing, and then I save all the weird costumes for like post game stuff. Where it's like, I do a mission, alright, cool, change suit, do another one, alright, change suit. Just keep mixing it up over and over. Um, but yeah, it's kind of all I have to say, really. I mean, outside the obvious, which I've already said, the graphically, it looks absolutely insane. Even I'm playing yeah. on, um, what do you call it? I'm playing on like performance mode, over fidelity yeah. mode, which mm. prioritizes 60 FPS, which it seems to hit most of the time, from what I can tell. Um, so it's not even looking like it's best, and it still just looks absolutely insane to me so yeah thoroughly enjoyed this game highly recommend it to anyone that picks up a ps5 in the future like this is a game 
you have to get, I think. Along System with the first seller, one. basically, isn't it? It yeah. is, yeah. I mean it's it's now up there with, you know, like Horizon and God of War and God of War. These other games that are just like this is another one just that you buy a PS five, you get this with it. Because this is yeah. what you this is what you want to play. The only um last final final thing, it is kind of short compared to mm. the first game. If you blitz through the story, you can get through it really quick. I think I wrapped up overall just the story done in about 12, 13 hours. And that was with some side stuff as well. So it's very short compared to the first game. Um, mm. But I'm doing all the side stuff now, and there is a lot of side stuff if you enjoy the game. So there is a lot of stuff here. There's like a big discussion right now about like price versus playtime. And this game keeps getting swept up into that conversation. <laughs> well, there was, yeah, a, there was yeah. a middle game as well, right? Which further muddied the water, I feel. So it was the, what was it, Miles Morales solo game? Yeah, and that was a bit cheaper, but that was about the same length as this. <laughs> so. That's the, I think people were like, that should have been DLC, not its own game, and that should have been cheaper. And then was, this comes out, yeah. and it's like the same length as that, effectively, what people thought was a DLC, or you know, could have been a DLC. Well, the original game had DLC. Like, it had um, a season pass with, I think, three separate stories oh one my was about, god it did i yeah. completely forgot about that yeah, yeah was, i never even knew that one was about black cat one was about i think tombstone no hammerhead i think is that his name like the real proper <laughs> like z list yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah, it was yeah. um but yeah this this game i think has been confirmed we'll get like a season pass as well so it'll be cool to see what they do considering as well like no spoilers at all but like the first game this game does set up for a Spider-Man three, at some point in the future, I love the post-credit scenes. Mm. You got yeah, literally the first game had the post-credit scene of the symbiote, like it was just like, oh, here it is, and now this has a post-credit scene of something which I won't say, but there is there's stuff. So okay, I can, I, can I take a complete guess at what the post-credit is? Yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't tell you if you're right or wrong, but you can have a guess. All right. So my favorite shit towards the end of um, Spider-Man Fox Kids show was a character called the Beyonder who got everyone together from different like dimensions and different timelines and stuff and put them all into like a battle world where they had to fight against like Doctor Doom. I just, I want that so badly in video game form. Oh yeah, I, I saw that when they were on a chessboard. Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I said that I, was the memory bank that was coming in clutch. I said I wouldn't. Can't. I said I wouldn't say if you were right or wrong. You are completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. I want it so bad. You can't do multiverse stuff no, at the moment, can worse. you? No, it can't. Multiverse stuff is so just oversaturated, right? It's just mm. like, oh, Spider-Man multiverse again. It's like, oh, okay. I think the most boring thing they could do would just be like go straight into Carnage because it's just like oh symbiote straight into symbiote. yeah it does make sense doesn't it just like it's the the logical step right um we just have to just see what happens overall with Wait the story yeah what I will mm. say is like surely what you say? Uh, surely if you're Disney at this point you just you're like tripping over yourself like Iron Man game Insomniac uh, well, Insomniac do... they're working on a Wolverine game right yeah. Oh, are they? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, there's, there's, there, there, yeah. Is that 2024? I think so. There's currently a like 20-second CG trailer of Logan in a bar, and the claws come out, and that's all we have right now. But they're doing something. Knowing Insomniac, it'll probably be another kind of open-world spin. Like, somehow. Son of a bitch. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like, 
give just give them every character and just let them over the course of the next hundred years just make one by one yeah. a Marvel open world game per character. Yeah. I do think, despite Spider Man three being teased in this game, I do think like after that, like that's enough now. Like I'm not they need the, to take a break here. Yeah, not these games are bad. But even playing this, as good as it is, I was like, it is kind of just more of the first game, but just slightly better. Which I guess is what a sequel is. <laughs> but but you... we've, we've got eight Spider-Man movies. They're not going to stop at three games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just like, I want to see them do other stuff. Don't stop the comic games. Just try something else. Like the Wolverine stuff is really cool, right? And like you were saying, like do an Iron Man thing, which I think EA or Activision or someone is doing anyway. But... Mm. Insomniac have at this point like the proven track record, right? Yeah, like yeah, these are the yeah. guys you would go to because you know, point their hands out, like look at what we have made already, look how cool it is. One thing I will say as well is that Avengers game might have been dog shit, but Iron Man was really fun to play in that. So just like put that in its own game and make the game not shit. Yeah, I feel like Avengers, Avengers as a property, as a game, is like burn right now. That needs to chill mm. for a bit, I think. Make these individual games. Mm. These are cool. Um, I, I, even though it should, in theory, make infinite money, I don't think you'll see an Avenger game anytime soon. That that whole... That, no, yeah. Yes, I think you're right. It's the joke that'll pop up as soon as anything is announced. Like, oh, it's not bad like the last one. Oh, shit. Oh. It's just like, yeah. Anyway, I'll put a I'll put a lid on this now. Go play this if you've got a PS5. Like, what are you doing? Go go play. It's so cool. It's so much fun. I think everyone everyone is right. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> you get this one. Yeah, yeah, you get this. Everyone is. Oh my god, Sam over here playing Assassin's Creed Mirage for some reason. Uh, <laughs> over... I'm not even doing that, mate. <laughs> He's rock and stone, brother. <laughs> He's got bought his PS5. He's bought the new Assassin's Creed. Time to play. Yeah. for a weekend again. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's wrap this up it's got a couple games coming out that we'll talk about really really quickly but then we'll just we'll wrap this up so first game coming out is ghost runner 2 if anyone here is playing this i didn't play the first one but i've heard these games are apparently right up my alley i should play ghost runner at some point chris mm. loved this yeah okay. uh, the, the only chris. people out of us here this is a will and josh game yeah i should be all over this best. like techno ninja parkour fast-paced fps game I think it's very short the first one even better like a couple hours you're done sort of thing <laughs> yeah i'm all i'm more into short games these days anyway to be honest like spider-man and mario not being crazy long is actually a blessing these days i can't yeah, do another yeah. fucking 80 hour long rpg please i have not got it in me anymore <laughs> <laughs> i feel like cyberpunk was my like swan song it's like that's me done for a while for long games <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um, but yeah you had this coming out and then the last one was Alan Wake 2, which oh shit, is that this weird? No. Uh, if you're th if you're thinking Epic about playing exclusive, it, right? it's Epic exclusive, and if you specifically will are thinking of getting this on PC, I would straight up say don't even bother. Have you seen the requirements? <laughs> I've seen they're ridiculous, aren't they? Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ, it's like oh, what is it? It's like a fourth. It's like thirty eighty, forty eighty, or something. Recommended specs to hit sixty FPS on high with DLSS or something. It's it's stupid. It's absolutely crazy. You have the, like, the system specs of this and the City Skyline 2 stuff recently. It's just like, what is going on with PC gaming right now? I feel like this is Remedy again, isn't it? And I feel yeah. like they keep doing this, and then they're shocked when the game doesn't sell very well, because it's like, 
yeah, no one can fucking run no it. One can, no, like, no one can play it. <laughs> no one's buying this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how all the console versions end up looking and running. Mm. I'm going to... I'll wait to play it on Switch. <laughs> yeah, fucking cloud version on Switch or something. I assume on the console this will be um, purely like 30 FPS with some kind of upscaling on the resolution or something. If the PC requirements are that fucked, then this will... I don't know. We'll have to just wait and see. But this comes out very soon as well. So, mm. um, yeah, this mm. is the this is the control people. Alan Wake control. Um, Alan Wake series is actually really cool. So I'm actually kind of excited for it. I just... I'm, yeah, I know, I'm skeptical. I know nothing about Alan Wake whatsoever. I know he's a writer and it's a horror game. That is as far as I know. It's a horror game. I've he's never, a writer. I've never played or seen the first one. He like, writes stuff into existence, I think. I can't really remember. Is it one of those, like, is he insane or is it actually happening kind of games? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. You can, if you want to know how, what happens in the first game, I heard you can play through a summary of the first game in Fortnite. <laughs> Which is such an odd thing to say. <laughs> I yeah, I heard about that actually, and it actually looked pretty decent. As yeah, well. I was I thought like that is so stupid. Then I thought about it, and I was like, hang on, that's actually really, really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just put stuff in Fortnite as like <laughs> mini games to get yeah, up to Yeah, I guess speed. everyone has it, so yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's those are two things that are coming out. So we'll see if those do any good. But that's us done here for tonight. So we will say our socials, say our piece, and then get to bed and get some sleep so thank you for listening everybody uh my name is bottler works and everything if you can try and find me all the power to you we have a special guest here matt tonight thank you matt did you want to plug your stuff very quickly yeah i do Yu-Gi-Oh over at youtube slash tomatoes and twitch slash tomatoes yeah catch you just, on just tuesday thursday and sometimes the weekend right uh not so far but at some points i might do extras on weekends that's cool. And then, uh, how about you, Will? Hello. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and how about sorry, you, Sam? I haven't, I haven't spoken in a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, everyone, that I was late. Trains, trains be crap. Trains, trains do be crap. You know, you know who I am. All right, thanks go for listening. Go find Will. <laughs> yeah, everyone go find Will. <laughs> go find Matt thank and you. Will. I need it. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.